They are the slow clacking of the scales, the last rattling death sigh that scours the land of life. They are the blade of a hateful god, a weapon to be driven deep into mortal kingdoms. They come without rancor, without doubt, and utterly without mercy. But most of all, they come for your bones. The Asiarch Bone Reapers are amongst the most intricate works of necromancy ever created. They are no mere skeletons. Rather, they are constructs of bone powered by souls expunged of all humanity and compassion. Nagash, spiteful lord of the dead, created them to be an army without dissent, or indeed without any concerns save the expansion of his sacred necrotopia. Bone is everything to the lords of Asia, for it forms the foundations of their empire. It is used to fashion everything from the lowliest legionary to the mightiest necropolis. In order to harvest this most precious of substances, the Asiarchs enforce a terrible tithe upon those whom they conquer. The very bodies of the living must be offered up to appease these tyrannical undead, or else the Bone Reapers shall descend to claim it by force. In the era of the beast, Nagash is broken, and the forces of rabid life run rampant across the cosmos. And yet... The tithe endures. Tribute must be offered to the lords of the Asiarch Empire. The Bone Reaper legions continue to carve a path through the realms, annexing territory with a chilling zeal. Nothing shall be allowed to stand in their way. The living will be taught their place. They are mere resources, and from them shall an endless paradise of undeath rise. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next three hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you Naderite weapons, relentless discipline, and Ossiarch commands. I'm David Witek, and joining me very shortly will be my co-host, Chris Walker. Uh, before we get started on today, we're obviously we're doing the Ossiarch Bone Reapers, folks. Talking lore and war. So here we go. Going to be Lauren and Warren. Um, before we do that, though, I want to thank our sponsors, which includes Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios for all your basing MDF needs and 3D printing needs. And Grognard Games in both Batavia and Roselle, Illinois. And there's always something happening at Grognards. Also, our Patreon sponsors. Those people who think this show is actually worth their hard-earned money, to which I say most love and most thanks. Um, that includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, and George Stradone. That includes our executive producer, Scotty Milne. Uh, we have no new patrons since the last show, and that is fine. But I do want to thank every patron that we've had, those who have been patrons in the past, those who are patrons now, and those who are considering becoming a Patreon patron in the future. Thank you. Becoming part of that 1% that makes this show and everything we do on it possible. Um, I am actually going to do the smart thing here. I'm going to take our quick break now because we got a lot of show coming up. Uh, uh, when I come back, we're going to play a couple of voicemails and then get in to the show once I've got Chris on the air. So I will be right back.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. Chris! Hey. Yo! Chris, we're doing OBR! Let's do it. I'm excited. Before we do the OBR, though, um, we have voicemail. Did you know we have voicemail? I've heard of it. You have, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, it's awesome. And people call and they leave messages because they're awesome, too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, we got two voicemails, if I can get them open here. Why is my voicemail... There it is. Okay. We got two voicemails. I'm going to play them both. This first one is a short one. And um, here we go. Hey, guys. It's Matt out here in Salt Lake City. Currently road tripping all the way out to Colorado on this weekend. Listening to the Eat Nights of School and Nash episode. Fantastic as always. And, you know, it's perfect timing because I just barely started the Eat Nights Army. And I'm putting my fate in your hand, boys. I want each of you to pick a color. That's my Army's college team. Anyways, keep up the great work. Love the show as always. Take care. Bye. Oh, that's not a smart move. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> mm. Uh, what if we don't pick anything that? Oh, do, dude, I just I don't understand that. That's that's a bad plan. I don't understand. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Plan. You think it's a great plan to let us yeah, to let not? us pick these colors? I mean, mine are painted. Like the traditional colors. The traditional colors, meaning yeah, like purple and cream and yeah, like, so, you know. But what colors? I mean, what could we put? What could we do or choose? That's that's an interesting. I uh, now see mm-hmm. now he now he's piqued my interest. That's crazy. Yeah, let, um, let, let's let's dwell on it for a little bit. Yeah, let's think. Let us think about that one uh, because seriously. That's two colors. I'd like, you know what? I mean, you could just go purple and pink and it'd be a beautiful army. You really could. What alternate colors can you think of? I mean, I've seen some cool stuff like like purple and green is a good one. Yeah. Purple and green is good. Uh, Like um, there's like some cool ones out there I've seen with like, like a, it's like a, a light, a light metallic blue with like pink is super cool that could be cool mm. that could be cool yeah i don't know it's just I, I hadn't i haven't even thought about something like that it just seemed like uh mm-hmm. i don't know well, okay. we'll dwell on it and we'll get back yeah well let's let us think about that one mm-hmm. uh let's see next voicemail next voicemail here we go Hello, David Wysak. My name is Paul Frickman. Uh, we just finished a war cry event here in New Prague, Minnesota, uh, at the Giesenbroi Brewery. We had a fantastic time. 
Uh, my buddy right here across from me, Michael Jordahl, took home the victory. And nice. he would like to say a few words. <laughs> Garage, come on. That's go. only one word, I guess. But we love the show, Dave. Keep the good work. Hey. I can keep talking until the calls come home. But I hope hope maybe we'll keep this PG and maybe make the show, make make the next show. Uh, love your show. Love you guys. I think you're doing a great thing for the community. Love the community. I hope that everyone stays positive moving forward. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. Michael Jordan. Nice. I know him. Yeah. And he won the whole war cry event. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh Oh, we're gonna have to do a hobby episode at some point. I got so much going on this summer now. I got yeah. so much happening, and then yeah, and then I, definitely should. I was making hobby purchases when I really should be making hobby finishings. Mm. Someone, what, might you been, have, what have you been getting? I might have picked up the new War Cry, the new uh, oh. Kill Team set with the. Uh, I might have picked up the new Kill Team set with the uh, the Sons of o- the League of Votan. Oh, okay, cool. Because they're awesome. Yeah. I just could not help myself. Plus, uh, I pre-ordered Shatterpoint. So I'm going oh, uh, a, okay. week, a week from, I think, today or a week from tomorrow. I get to go pick it up, something like that. Where Where are you going to pick it up? At Grognards. Oh, that's a that's a great idea. Yep. I pre-ordered that stuff. I got. I didn't get extra terrain, but I got the game, and then I got the two expansion uh-huh. units. And like I said, yeah. I got a demo of Shatterpoint at at Adepticon, and I'm so excited yeah. for this game. I'm trying to figure out a way to sneak it into the stuff we're taking with to Disney. So in the evenings, because I'm old, and I get mm-hmm. in at night, and I just want to sit in the nice, fancy hotel room and relax. Yeah, you just read. Yeah, read the rules, print the models. Yep, yeah, exactly. Not print the models, paint the models, build the <laughs> models. I ain't printing nothing. I still don't have my 3D printer up and running yet. Yeah. Ah, uh, goodness. All right. I bought myself. Uh, I only. I realized I only. I had five of the uh, Blood Warriors, like from. I think it's like the original starter set. Uh, right, got, right. And so I went and bought five more. And I've been painting for those. the corn ones. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I have 20 Blood Warriors. Oh, yeah. Well. 10, ten with double axes and 10 with gore fists. Nice. Mm. I, and this is a total sidetrack again, but we're going to talk more if we ever get time for a hobby episode. I now have 10 Warriors of Chaos painted, and nice. I'm almost done with 50, all 15 of my chosen. So I've got almost 1,000 points of Slaves Fantastic. of Darkness painted. Fantastic. So excited. Like, yeah. I've just been, I've been enjoying it so much, painting these models. Yeah. They've been coming out looking good, too. Yeah, I don't mind them. Like, they're mm-hmm. coming out. I keep going back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can just add a little here. Not not getting fancy, not getting crazy, but they look they're, they look nice. Yeah. You know, am I going to be winning any awards? No. But was this a nicely painted army? Like, you'd look at it and be like, oh, this looks good. Like, I, I yeah, I'd like it. So, there we mm-hmm. go. I'm happy. Fantastic. You know what else I'm happy about? What's up? I'm happy about this book, but I'm actually, yeah. I'm also sad about this book. Ossiak Bone Reaper's book? I'm torn. Mm. This army frustrates me. <laughs> what? Uh... This is the only army, this is the only death army I don't have. Mm. This is the only death army I've never played. You have some stuff. 
Yeah, but only it's, the only stuff I have is the stuff that was actually originally in the Legions of Nagash. Mm-hmm. You know, um, God, I hate these models. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, okay, I get what they're doing. You know, they're yeah. they're flesh, they're they're bone crafting, which. Honestly, this lore is some of the coolest lore. Again, they're knocking it out of the park. The way they're explaining the story, sitting there reading this, I'm like, wow, this is neat. Wow, this is really cool. Yeah, the book is super cool because it kind of tells the whole backstory through like the the lens of Nagash, which is, you know, he's a pretty pivotal character and he makes a lot of, you know, but it's nice to see it kind of from his perspective. He still is kind of a, he's still kind of a jerk. terrible, but, but yeah. Um, now I, I was when we first the beginning has a lot of Nagash in the lore, yeah, and it's nothing we haven't heard before. And I'm like, Ugh, are we going to have to go through the whole thing of Nagash again? But they pretty quickly get to this is what he's doing, and then, right. and especially now that he is, he is he has been unbodied. He's uh yeah, he's behind the scenes once yeah. again. So it, this is it, it's just there's a really interesting take on all the things that are going on yeah. since. Teclas and his forces defeated Nagash, and yeah. that's that's where this book gets really cool. Yeah, because Catacros is kind of in charge right now. Well, at least of this legion, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Archon the Black is missing. Missing. Um, he's, he's making a comeback, though, according to the... I hope so. Uh, he would say, don't call it a comeback, because he's been here for years, but <laughs> you know... He's uh, they're trying they're trying to bring him back. Yeah, they they're trying to find him, figure out what's going on with him, trying to get him back into the fold here. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so let's let's talk here. The book, first of all, you know, even in the beginning, they're called the Blade of Nagash. Yeah. No shambling revenants or shrieking geists are they. These warriors march in regimented cohorts, grinding the lands flat as they advance. Um. They're part of a strict caste-based society, lords of undeath charged with suppressing the living and expanding the Asiarch Empire. While most undead are created by binding their mortal or spiritual remains through crude necromancy, the Asiarch Bone Reapers are individually fashioned using osseous matter. Bones. Uh-huh. Mortisons process, reshape, and harden bone into new warriors and war material. Souls are the second greatest currency... Every Ossiarch is animated by a blend of souls stored within a gem of black grave sand, their nature influencing the new warrior's purpose. Yeah. And this is what's really cool is it says rarely does a soul remain intact in the process because they'll take the soul and they'll break it down and then they'll take other souls and take they're basically it's it they're using souls the way you would think of maybe genetic modification. Mm-hmm. They're like blending them together to make a unique creation. So if they're just looking for, you know, some kind of warrior who's like a Mortec guard, they're going to like take the souls, the parts of the souls that are loyal and, you know, they have, you know, good, they're like, but also good, the cunning and the strategy. Yeah. It's like they can take your, you know, your skills, your memories. It's all embedded right. in your soul. Right. But they're going to take out, they're going to not put in like the adventurous part, the questioning attitude part. They're not going to put that part in. No, they're going to strip you of anything other than that bit that that he, yeah, you know, um, stripping away mercy, kindness, hesitation, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and that's that's all, re- that's all that going on. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I mean, the ga- you know, so what Nagash wants is he wants to defeat chaos. That's kind of his deal, right? Uh, I th- well, I think he wants to defeat everything. Well, he wants to defeat everything, but he knows that here's the he thing. knows chaos is the great enemy, right? right? So the way to beat chaos is to deprive it of the emotions and all the things that make humans interesting so that they can't be, you know, they can't, they, the, the chaos gods can't use those heightened emotions and feelings and to, like, manifest themselves. Right. So if everyone is just, you know, basically a mindless servant of the gash, they can't have those feelings and emotions, so they can't, Foot, you know, chaos can't get a foothold. Yeah, so that's he, that's that's what he's after. He's the call, he calls it the necrotopia. He realizes they're the greatest enemy, but they're by no yeah. means his only enemy. Anybody True. who believes in freedom, anybody, I mean, he yeah. knows that it's this emotion that that feeds these gods. Mm-hmm. So he knows that by cutting that off, he right. starves them out and kills them. Yep. But he also has no problem doing that because he already planned on subjugating all of humanity, all of Elven guy. Everything well, is going to be it, killed, it, it, and it, right. But if you think about it, like his if his true goal is you know to be the master of everything, he's got to take out chaos. That's the biggest enemy, and the way to do that is to defeat everything else. Right. So it's sort of a means to an end, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if chaos wasn't the big threat, I think he'd still be pacifying and destroying everything. It's just he knows that chaos yeah. is the thing. Chaos yeah. is the biggest threat. But it's also the the weirdest because it's like I actually don't have to fight chaos. I just have to avoid them while I wipe everything else out and they will yeah. be gone. Right. Um, but we'll see, we'll see that doesn't always. Nope. You know, because <laughs> ca- Catacross is like he's kind of he's kind of messed up in the head a little bit. Yes. We'll get to that. Um, oh, the pictures on here are so good. Yeah, they look better in the drawings than in the than in the on the models a little bit, but they're still just like I said. I get what they're doing. You're building a tough warrior, so it's big and it's bulky and it's strong and it's the mm-hmm. the plates of bone are sort of lined up to be these yeah. nice thick defensive pieces, and, the, and, and they, they all look, look very similar. Which is and it's the dopey which faces, the, which, is, which is the point as well. Yeah, well, and there is a part in here where it talks about how they don't necessarily, you know, they identify as male or female based on whatever the majority chunk of the soul bits that are stitched together are. Yeah. But there's some who just don't, are are, are neither. They don't mm-hmm. consider, they're just, they're just, they're, they think of yeah. any idea of, of that as, as, it doesn't matter, you know, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and- I oh, think so it's lot, interesting so, they all look yeah. alike, but they could yeah. inside they've got some differences, you know. Yeah, well, because not, not all of the, not all of these, uh, Ossiarch Bone Reapers are mindless. You know, they all have some of them have will. You know, they have to, yeah, in order to lead these armies and make these decisions. So Nagash gives them a measure of. Well, they all do. You know, all the warriors do, don't they? Because if their uh, leader gets killed, they someone has to step up, take over, lead. I thought they. I mean, anyone who's actually fighting has some bit of autonomy. Yeah, but it it depends on you know. There's limits. I yeah. believe you know of what they can do. Yeah, it's 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 really kind of fascinating, and they do mm-hmm. they do spend time going through. They talk about in the and see this is where I was like, oh, is this all going to be about Nagash? Age of Myth. He joins the the well. You know, yeah, he joins the Pantheon. 
Um, he locks. I like how he he solidifies control of the realm of death. He, it, I like how he's he's going after the 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 sort of evil gods in the underworld at first because that's mm-hmm. what Sigmar needs him to help with. Yeah. Uh, if he happens to eat a couple of nice ones along the way too and steal their power, well, we don't have to say nothing about that. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk about. I mean, well, well, I guess we'll get to the world building bit when we get to the Shaiish part because it's pretty interesting because it's a, it's a kind of a weird concept once we get to the. Like what? Sh- what Shaiish is? So let's get through like the well, first part of this book. I, I know. thought we've talked about that before. It's the realm have, of the undead. We have, right. but it's it's a it's a big part of this book too because you know like there's actual you know I guess we can go like the underworlds like when you when a mortal warrior dies like his, when a mortal any mortal like whatever yeah. religion you believe in if there's enough of you yep. that believe in it you wind up in that that, that in this, manifests in this, in this underworld right yeah. and all the underworlds are in Shaiish so. The more established ones are closer to the center of Shaiish, and the more, you know, less people believe in that when you're more at the fringes of them. So these underworlds still exist mm-hmm. here. I mean, Nagash hasn't actually conquered all of them. He's conquered most of them. And, yeah, it's, it's just interesting. Oh, I think the, he has conquered them all. He's conquered all of them? I don't he, know. He has killed every god in the underworld that has opposed him. He has killed and subsumed them, which means your underworld may still be there. Yeah. But your god has been subsumed and, oh. and, and taken, and Nagash is the only law yeah. in all of Shaiish. Right. So, but, so, like, if you're a free guild warrior and you believe in you know, your underworld, there's still an underworld for that yeah, warrior. Yeah, but, but, but they're still all under his control, every last one of them. Because that's what it says. That's what it says. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what it says. But it seems like it's. It seems like it doesn't quite work. The underworld can still be there. Yeah. Because that's where they believe they're going to be when they die. But that doesn't mean he hasn't taken control over that. Right. It's kind of it's a it's such it's a kind of an odd concept that I I had a little trouble grasping it when it when I first started reading about it. You know, I was like, what is going on here? So because when you're in, you still like. Like Catacros, for example, mm-hmm. he was killed. You know, he's a Gurish warlord guy. Goes after fighting some beastmen in the woods. Gets his chariot flipped over by a gorgon and gets killed by the gorgon. But so mortal warrior dies, wakes up in Shaiish, but he's still obsessed with war. Uh-huh. So there's a, there's actually armies that he can lead down there. So he's now he's this general of this undead. You know, just in this underworld, he's like the general of this, and they're actually trying to expand their realms and and then like they're trying to repel Nagash's forces as they're trying to take over his underworld and uh, eventually he relents and makes a deal with Nagash and Nagash elevates him to Mortark is kind of how that goes yep and now he's out there subjugating all those places yeah um uh, we got a little ahead of ourselves we did we did <laughs> uh the earliest uh it was actually Archon the Black that made the first of the Bone Reapers. Um, those yeah. are the ones who were walking back and forth and collecting the grave sand. They had yep. sort of their bodies had hardened, and they couldn't really take them too much anywhere because they were so infused with magic. Yeah, that it was just think, weird. So Archon sort of just took them and made them into his uh, yeah. initial I army. It, I think it says he like they like they like basically like boiled down those skeletons and made them into. You know the null myriad, basically. Yeah. 
Um, they're so, so suffused with magic that it could barely affect them. Yeah, and then and eventually, like, but once Archon the Black made the first of them, like that's what it says here was Nagash had always planned on having somebody else lead right. the the Bone Reapers. Yeah, uh, I and, guess I mean Nagash has been planning this for a while, right? Yep. He's kind of a forward thinker. So while they're while his like skeletons are helping to build like the you know original cities during oh, the this is age the of craziness. Myth, right? So they like they like built in these tombs and mausoleums like underneath the cities so this is where nagash is gonna like stash all the he has armies any city he built yeah he built an extra secret lower level that is just full of bone reapers waiting to be summoned out at any time yeah that's crazy some pretty forward thinking by yeah I mean, say what you want about him. The guy is playing the long game perfectly. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's interesting is that now eventually, now when Sigmar goes after Nagash for not backing him up like he was supposed to, we all know the story. Yeah. Um, yep. was like, as Nagash kind of left when he was going in trying to find and, and get after Nagash, Catacross did, you know, try to take on Sigmar and yeah, Sigmar kinda, pounded him. T- yeah, Catacross kind of took one for Nagash there. <laughs> so he got pounded and um, imprisoned yeah. Yeah, in he, the Midnight Tomb, which is one of those things that after the uh, after the, the, the Necroquake. Yeah. Right, so at Lake Lethus, right, he gets yeah. trapped there in the Storm Vault. And remember, there was that... Uh, I think it's in one of the Broken Realms books, right? Where is it Broken Realms or is it before that? I'm not sure. I, 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 I know it's, it's like Lady Olinder brings a bunch yeah. of, and they and they come and they, they crack him out of there. The Night Haunt yeah. managed to get in there. Yeah, yeah, because the Necroquake basically reveals all of the yeah. storm holes. It like uh, dispels the magic of the uh yeah, and the, the, they knew where he was finally and they just called. had to go in yeah. and get him. And that's yeah, what they that's did. Where the, that's where the fire slayers like betray the their contract or whatever. Yeah. And fight with the night on like what the heck? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh then they talk about the terminus concept, which is interesting. Um basically it says everything they do is part of a bigger goal to cement Nagash's control over the realms. Okay. Um so it talks about how the Bone Reapers are wholly devoted to the Necrotopia. Okay, um, and I like this. Uh, Nagash has commanded them to raise his empire through patient and unyielding conquest. For he has come to understand he cannot upend the balance of reality in one fell swoop. Yeah, that's a that's a little, that's growth. A little humility. I don't even it's know a if that's, humility. Yeah, every time he tries to do the big thing, something goes wrong. So it's, I might have to try <laughs> yeah. to do it a little more subtly. Uh, uh, it talks about the Black Pyramid getting finished and the Night Haunt and all that stuff. We've talked about all of this before several times. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we talk to wherever the Bone Reapers conquered, they they impose the Bone Tithe. They yeah. don't really care how you get them the bones, but they've got a certain weight in bones, and you better bring it. And if you're short, you're in a lot of trouble. And if you try right. to use animal bones... That's also a no-no because they're not as good as human bones. Yeah. So they, they like intentionally. So what they'll do is they'll like see a, like a human settlement or something. It's like in their territory, near their territory, whatever. They'll send like an emissary there and they're like, yo, 
unless you want us to attack you, you need to give us a certain number of bones. So, yeah, it's called the bone tithe, right? And, and as he, long as I, you pay it, you're, they'll leave you alone. And right. you, a lot of times but, you can. You'll start emptying the cemeteries. You'll start doing yeah. this. But eventually it gets to the part where you're lotterying people up to sacrifice them. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. it's not like the Bone Reapers are purposely asking for more than you can possibly do just for an excuse to kill you. They well, will do that. Do. They do yeah, that they when they need to. That. But it also yeah. says there's a bunch in here that says um, they're, they're, they're smart enough to where they've got cities where they're getting good bones. Mm-hmm. Um, they will keep the tithe at a lower amount or space them out as much as they can. Mm-hmm. To basically, if... if, if 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 you've got good bones, if you kill off all the peoples, <laughs> right? They you're don't not, have, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not going to have any yeah. more babies, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you've they they they've they're really working it through this system where they because they're, they're they're basically trying until they succeed, they have to at least keep humans almost as cattle. Yeah. And I would think almost afterwards, unless they're going to never grow anything else again, the made out of human bones. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've got to keep some around to reproduce. I it just seems like, yeah. But they it says us, you know, also mentioned that they intentionally make it more difficult than it can. You know, it's possible just so they can have an excuse to go in there and just oh yeah wipe everybody. Yeah, they'll yeah. do that too. Oh, that's the but thing. They'll, they'll just a, change the contract on a whim sometimes. You know, it's like oh, it's a very on. interesting yeah. dynamic they have here, which is they want to farm you and keep you. They don't want to over farm mm-hmm. the humans, but if something happens and they suddenly really need an infusion, our you know our Archaeon comes raging through again and crashes stuff. Well, uh, but it, it's funny because they still have this weird sense of honor where they're like, "Well, we can't just go in and crush them. We made a deal." But the right. next time after we pick this up, when we tell them what the next amount is, we'll make it something they can't possibly do, and then they and then they didn't fulfill their end, and then we have an excuse to crush them. It's crazy. Yeah, and they like, but that's their idea. That's honorable. Listen, we told them we won't kill you as long as you give us what we need. Our needs have gone up. You can't meet that. Okay, we didn't think you could. Now we're just going to trash the whole thing, which mm-hmm. always seems counterintuitive you know what i'm saying because yeah. if you kill off them all then you have no more materials but it, it's interesting well they sort of now they so they got it working it's pretty good in shayish right so now they're like yeah we can expand our <laughs> expand this operation to the other realms this is great there's seven more to go you know so kind of like a franchise they spread out into the other realms mm-hmm. now you know i do have one thing in here and i think this actually is on page 11 mm-hmm and I think this might be one of the most important parts of the entire lore in the book here is where they start laying out this bone tithe and some of this other stuff that was happening. And you saw you saw bits of the results after Teclis went in and invaded when the mm-hmm. things he was trying to do. But I like that they come right out here and they say it. They say, in Shayish, there was another more sinister purpose for the bone tithe. As the inhabitants of an underworld lost hope, their home would be dragged towards the nadir, there to be compressed into arcane silt and devoured as pure magical energy by Nagash. The d- d- monstrous demands of the tithes broke the spirits of the sub- of those subjected to it, and as despair replaced defiance, more of the realm collapsed into the nadir. 
that this territorial unmasking clashed with the uh, imperial ambitions of the Ossiarchs did not diminish their eagerness to serve Nagash's will. This yeah. whole point is to break them, break their yeah. will, right? So that and, we can suck it all down and right. use it all as raw material. It's right, so everything, evil. Everything that gets sucked into the Nadir feeds Nagash's power. Because yes. really, at the end of all this, this whole bone tithe. Asiar uh, Bone Rippers is solely here to feed Nagash. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that that's it. The only the only thing Nagash cares about is Nagash, and he will do what he has to do if it includes this entire thing. He's he's that's what he's going to do. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, can we talk a little bit about this artwork? Like when we get up to the tie yeah. of bone section, yeah, super cool. Their stuff is so. I mean. I like that they're. First of all, I, you know, I I I complained last episode that the Slanesh book was like almost about it was about eight to ten pages longer in the lore set before you get to the rules than normally. Yeah. But then the last other two books that we're reviewing, they're about that length as well. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the that they're adding more stuff like this. Yeah. The cool artwork, the little the the the, the little story bits. That's it's not just walls of text. Yeah. With a cool picture on the panel, but the way that they're telling it, it this this type of stuff is so much fun. I really enjoy things like this where you get these just these yeah, cool. It just, just kind of gives you a, a peek into what it you know looks like. You know, mm-hmm. it's just just literally like these people like coming up to the bone tithe nexus, which is what you know they'll plant one of these things. This is where the bone tithe happens. They could just set lines upon lines of looks like humans just with carts full. of bones and stuff and they just dump them into a well and then at the bottom of this well is the skeletons with shovels <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's crazy oh man it's so cool um can we talk about just the next couple of pages i have so many notes mm-hmm. um because there's so much neat stuff going on in here okay yeah. first of all it talks about how the whole concept of the necropolis originates from the Principia Necrotopia, said to be penned by the great necromancer. Uh, this work describes the deathly paradise envisioned by Nagash. As being sculpted in rigid parameters, the Asiarchs favor uniformity over inspiration. I kind of like this. In fact, that needs to be a black library book. Mm. You know how they, they they have like you know the what is it the uh, the Liber Chaotica and the Liber Necris yeah. and stuff. Uh, th- I'd love to see a uh, uh, princi- Principia Necrotopia. Like they're describing all the stuff that Nagash wrote. This would be such a cool book to to, yeah. to, to see just, as a book. Just just telling you like how he like designs his yeah realm. You know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be like a treatise. It could be like you know a working notebook with a lot of his stuff in it and his book and his and all of this. I mean. I don't expect it again to be walls of text. I expect there to be little diagrams. I mean, that would be such a cool book to yeah. see. Um, also, I think it's interesting. It says that the Mortisons, as they're as they're when when they're once a fortification is erected, they shape the keep uh, for uh, that form the necropolis's heart as well as the laboratories above and below ground. They so may all the, the, yeah. So that's the business end. Yeah, they, they all got to be the same about you know where are we where do we take the skulls in and where do we do with them? What do we what do we do with them when we get to them? Here you know where are the places where we they you know, may process this stuff. It's all got to be the same. Mm-hmm. 
But they may also employ quarried black stone or similarly forbidding materials, scattering the mortar with minute trages of grave sand to amplify the natural repulsion felt by the living. So it just keeps people away. Um, and I like how they, they, they have, they build all this stuff and they gear up for war and conquest. And once everything's sort of built and they're expanding for them, then, then they have all the necessary stuff. They start doing libraries and temples. It's like we do, we, what we first war and then art and culture. Yeah. It I seems think, like a weird concept, doesn't it? Like why the heck do these undead guys care about art and culture because they have personalities left right you know yeah which is so cool and they're creating something you know what makes me laugh though Mm. i keep picturing these guys and it's like when they're not like you know in the middle of work or when they're you know they've 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 finished the battles like are they just standing around skeletons chit-chatting like yeah i mean mean, do they or because it it also says when they're not being used when the armies aren't being used they just go back in the vault and stand there silently just waiting to be called that's what so that's what the mortec guard do like the cavalrymen that's what they do you know the the death riders or you know the troops they go to their barracks vaults whatever they just stand there because they're they they don't do anything, but the other guys, the mortisans and the generals and those guys, those types of uh, bone reapers, they I think they do exactly what you're saying. <laughs> they like hang out and like plan what they're going to do next. That's crazy. And then they design a library and they like we're going to get the bones to do this. I don't know. Maybe we can steal some bones from over there. You know what I mean? Well, you could sacrifice like some of your guard to like make this cool fountain yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah because there's it's so weird too because yeah. they're all created the same way through this mix of souls right and yeah, their yeah. humanity is stripped out which yeah. when they appreciate art it's always something weird but i'm like oh that's kind of interesting what i think is hysterical is in this part where they're talking about some of the different things that they do and they talk about in shaman yeah and how this one uh this one necrotopia or one necropolis uh, whose depths conceal vats of molten gold, its deranged custodian believing that by coating his warriors' bodies in the substance, they become far more agreeable to the living. Yeah. So he just coats them all in gold because humans like gold. So I'll yeah. cover these in gold, and then they won't yeah. they won't be so afraid. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. Are you <laughs> are you drunk? Yeah. Um. Now the Arx terminus is still one of the coolest things. Mm-hmm. Um. And the Ark is to a necropolis as the palace is to a humble yurt, um, yeah. a fortress resembling a massive clawed hand. So the, the, if you don't know what the Ark's terminus is, um, the the realm gate in Shyish leading to the eight points. Yeah. Um, they invaded. They went in and started killing everything on on the on the eight point side yeah. and just grinding it up and and made a fortress yeah, on, on the other that side. side. Yeah, they have so a they have- foothold into the eight points. And right. while Archeon has come crushing through and broken down walls and moved, used it to go through, he hasn't removed it. Mm-hmm. It's there. And yeah. that's... You got to hand it to Catacros because he's the only one who's managed to go in there and get a foothold and not get kicked out yet. Yeah. Yeah, it says, also located here is the Citadel of Catacros where the Mortark has become obsessed with conquering the eight points and only rarely leaves for other war fronts. Yeah. 
Now, what's interesting about this last part is, as we said, uh, in a recent strike, Archaon the Everchosen and his Varengard smashed through an entire wing of the Arcs before hurtling through the end gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, they needed to use the gate. These guys are in the way. They didn't feel like fighting them all, so they just ran headlong, and anything that got in the way got smashed. Walls, people, yeah. monsters, anything. It took out a whole wing of this Place. So they start putting it back, and they've got to and they've got to put it back quickly because yeah. there's holes in the walls, and all the other chaos crap that's outside their fortress is trying to get in. As a result, the arcs the arcs's mortisons have been forced to carry out repairs without proper sanctification rituals, and now some of the the arcs terminus like there's weird noises coming from parts. Mm-hmm. There's ghosts and stuff. Yeah, they've and been it's like um, uh oh, basically suffused with chaos. Yeah. So it's not good. No, not at all. And if they plan to hold on to this, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I I want them to hold on to it. Anything that's a thorn in Archeon's side is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's bananas. They just um, they they're just putting it together. It's like, oh yeah, but now it's infused with all this bad stuff, and it's making noises and doing weird things. I'm like, oh my. This, <laughs> so what, even, yeah. So even these guys are not immune to. You know the influence of chaos, which I think yep. is pretty interesting. Um, they do start talking about the bones uh, from Gur, yeah, the bones of the giant beasts, um, which is interesting because at first they, the Bone Reapers would collect these because they they were there's they need to replenish and the beasts in Gur are huge and monstrous and plentiful. Yeah, they can so use them. They start harvesting up from the. They said, you know, you don't want to turn in animal bones instead of that. Yeah, not small animals. They're not farm animals, but stuff in gur. That stuff's tough. Yeah. Um, but it's infused with gurish energy. Yeah. Now it's interesting because it says the uh, using them has long remained contentious. For all bone was marked with etheric echoes of the being to whom it had once belonged. With gurish energy pounding across the cosmos, animalistic remains seem to vibrate with savage, savagery. Um, and then you start seeing the bone reapers who were made from these bones becoming weirdly violent, losing control. Yeah. Um, and and people are like what 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 do you mean losing control that shouldn't be happening? Yeah. Um, they did find out it was um, the ivory host who knew how to craft them safely, and they've been teaching people to craft them more safely. Although right. rumors persist of cohorts being destroyed or sealed away following berserk art outbreaks. Yeah, so they're out of control. They they're losing control, so they're destroying them. I want to know who's saving them, who is sealing them away, and for what. I mean, I'm sure they're, it's probably, you know, so the mortisons are probably in charge of, you know, sealing them up. Yep. Yep. I would think so. So the Ivory Host, they're mentioned here. They're a legion. They're specific. They were specifically created to pacify Gur, the whole realm. That's what they were made for. Yep. So they've got, you know, some built-in resilience to it. So... They were, you know, they have to teach the other bone reapers. And it says in order to in order for them to trade their knowledge, the other bone reapers have to exchange soul tributes to them. Yeah. So even even amongst themselves, they trade and barter. And it's like, my gosh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is they start talking about how 
they don't always go after um, the uh, the Dawnbringer Crusades. The yeah. They'll yeah. follow behind them. Yeah. And all the monsters that are attacking them, easy pickings for those small. And then they'll just gather up bones as they're following behind. Then when it gets there, they're ready to go around it. Then they surround this thing. And the, 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 here, this is so evil. They, yeah. are, they are taking out some of your enemies. So as the, as the crusade is going out, they're not having that bad of a time compared to other crusades or what it should mm-hmm. be like because the Bone Reapers are sort of clearing up. It seems like they found a beautiful, wonderful spot. Yeah. And they get there without much hardship. They're setting up. They're all happy. And suddenly the Bone Reapers now show up and say, oh, we, they led them like cattle into a pen. They yeah. are now locked out. Now, here's what's crazy is the parts where, for the most part, they're stuck. They're fighting for survival, right? Mm-hmm. But particularly good settlements or settlements that have good bones in, in, in its humans and stuff like that, sometimes they will, uh, instead of conquering them and like crushing them, they'll go in and take over and then force them to write letters saying how well they're doing yeah, so that more people will come. Right. And then they can capture them and just say, oh, look how great we're doing. And it's just all fake and it's all fake stuff, you know, fake news. Yeah. Going back to the going back to the good guys. Um, I feel like that'll work for a while, but then event, yes. eventually it's going to get still, snipped out. And but still, some, theoretically, it's yeah. evil. Some we've storm captured host you. is going to go figure it out. We've captured you, and if you don't want us to, to wipe you out to the to the very last person, mm-hmm. you're going to keep sending messages about how great it is so more people will come here instead. Yeah. Which is even it's... the humans. That's horrible. It's like, wait, yeah. no, you know what's happening. You need to refuse and just let them kill you or, or you just fight them. Right. But this whole send out messages and tell them you're doing great, oh, it's so yeah. evil. I would think it'd be frustrating for Bone Reapers to fight the Stormcast because... They have to go through all the bother of fighting them, and then even if they defeat them, they don't no get bones. The, no bones. Zip, converted into energy. Bye bye. Um. Oh, and talks about the Ossian domain. Um. This is the part where Nagash. Uh. Actually, it's you know. Yeah. Um, this is a part of Shaish. Yeah. This is an underworld. Yeah. Um. Ossia is 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 one of the biggest underworlds. Mm-hmm. Uh. Right now. Um, what I think is interesting is they start talking about how um, bloodbound tribes and corrupted Dwarden fire clans lurked in the hills and mountains uh, in these areas that they're kind of going in and clearing. Mm-hmm. It's north of the Nadir, and um, let's see yeah, what else. Not, not quite to the prime interlands. It's like an in-between, right? Yeah. Oh, and I love this. All Bone Reapers acknowledge one underworld above all as their empire's core, Asia Necros, two formerly rival lands unified under the tyranny of Catacros and centered around the morbid capital of Gothazar. Yeah. Uh, Gothazar was built in ages past to defend the Endgate, the colossal arcway that leads from Shyish to eight points. Stability only came with the Bone Reaper's clinical pacification of Asia. Only the Ark's Terminus, the sister citadel behind the Endgate, now rivals it. Um, I like that they've got twin cities going on again. Things on double sides that they call yeah. giving them names and stuff. That's kind of like the whole... Uh, it's funny how much Nagash's like plan and Sigmar's plan, right. they go through very similar uh, steps to get there. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like the 
the city, you know, in between Akshi and uh, Gyron, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate Hammer here home. that they talk about how Nagash realizes that his biggest enemy is chaos. Right. Um, because that's got to happen. And because of it, and now with him being gone, um, Catacros is basically Catacros is basically just spending almost all his time at the Ark's terminus. Yeah, because he he is he is mad. He wants to take. He believes that that is like the big thing. Right. He, well, he's he, also he's, he's also super. Like he's, he's he wants to get revenge against Archeon because Archeon. Oh yeah. Beat him down with the Slayer of Kings. In battle, and apparently and, now it's messing him up. His bodies yeah. are starting to collapse. Right, like he has to keep making new ones because they're not lasting. Right. Because right, so now he has to have these os effectors travel with you know the armies that he's leading, so that he they can keep his current body you know up to speed for as long as possible before it disintegrates. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so he's yeah he really wants. To, so he's got two enemies. Now, Archeon and Sigmar, but I feel like he's more focused on defeating Archeon right now. Yes, because the orcs he kind of leaves alone at times. Um, the map's really cool. They've got some really interesting things. If you want to go through that stuff, talking about why, uh, you know, you guys can check that stuff out. They've got uh, one picture. They've got Nagashazar. I mean, not Nagashazar. They've got uh, Asiarch Empire. They also have the Prime Innerlands, which yep. is, this is the most... Uh, Populous of the human stuff, mm-hmm. or of the just the un, the 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 realms of the dead stuff, um, and they do send in stuff from Ostia into the Prime Interlands a lot, uh, Innerlands yeah. a lot. Yeah, uh, it's just it's what they do. Um, yeah, so but, like this, uh, the Prime Interlands is where most of the mortal occupants of Shayish mm-hmm. live, and you've got Lethus is here. Mm-hmm. One of the main places. I do find it easier. Says uh, they talk about how they'll go in and they like to try to crush and destroy uh, Sigmarite cities mm-hmm. and then make them up for themselves. Uh, they call those chattel marches. Yeah. Uh, the Donner strong points subsumed into the empire uh, to make them grow. Even the capital of Lethus has been marked for toppling by the Asiarchs. Basically if they do take over one of your cities, they will turn it into a necrop. They'll take the bo- the they'll take the base the you know the bare uh, shape of it mm-hmm. and start building a ne- you know then the next necropolis out of it. Right. So that um there's that character in the uh in the uh Asiarch, he's like the arch uh he's like the Xantos. He's yeah. like the he's been charged with taking out Lethus. Yes, he's a cool. He's a cool, uh, a little bit cool unit for this yeah. game too. Yeah. Uh, timeline. I still love that. That Sigmar finds him under a mountain of grave sand and agrees yeah. to bring him out, and that he he's just, just <laughs> taking him out. Sigmar. I know. Come it's on, like, ugh. Had him. Um, is there any of these that there. really stand out that you want to talk about? I don't need to talk about very specific ones of this. There's just there's there's a lot of really cool little stories in here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also talks about how they sit there on infinite hold. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the while the Asiarchs wait beyond the sight of men or gods. Oh, uh, top I mean, of, a lot of this stuff is stuff that we've, we've seen covered before. before. Yeah, you know, the like how the, how, so I, kind of like how like the. Um, 
the one faction, the, the Praetorians, they're following Cragnos mm-hmm. uh, around. Yes. Because he's crushing, he's opening, I mean, he's cracking the earth, so all those yeah. buried bones are coming right to the top. Mm-hmm. I will say this, the darkness and flame, um, they're definitely laying down some cool stuff on page 27 um, with some of this backstory stuff in the timeline. Oh, yeah. But the crematorians are getting their place ransacked, and they just don't believe that it's going, they can't, there's no way it can fall. So their pride refuses to allow them to evacuate any of their, their, their gathered knowledge. Um, and, uh, what, cause these are from the crematorians. Oh, that's right. The crematorians, it's interesting, are, are, uh, are also talking about how they're, they're always trying to gather knowledge cause they're looking for a way to maybe not blow up and die. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're the not time. in, they're not into this. Like, no, like the gash is like set these guys up to like do this self immolation thing and they're not. They're not down with it. They're and, not super jazzed about it. And now that he's not right here, right now, yeah. they are absolutely looking for ways to not have to deal with it. But you get to the end here. Their pride refuses them to allow you to evacuate any of this knowledge, save for a single unassuming scroll that is smuggled out of Lindel in the night. Yeah. Oh, there's a story right there. What is that? Like, I, I love the hooks. The hooks in here are great. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the word that they use there. They use the word pride when they're talking about bone reapers. Mm-hmm. It's like that that word shouldn't exist, right? When you're talking about Aussie bone reapers. They can have it a little bit, you know, yeah, but, it's, but it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like how they can put, they can mark, they can put runes on the bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and turn them into cron spine incarnates. Oh yeah, because they're fighting against all this these orcs, and these orcs have all these incarnates, and it's the orcs keep winning. Yeah. So now they figured out a way to get their own, but now there's other Aussie orcs who are like you are marking the bones that are supposed to be building the empire and turning them into monsters. That is blasphemy. And <laughs> yeah. of course, like, well, maybe, but also we need to kill these win, things. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's helping so us win. It, it's a, it's just a little blasphemous. <laughs> I love it that they're just like, look, it's not stopping, and that's this is what's happening. Uh, Necrotopian hosts, I like the little images and the little symbols and explaining how they break down. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the six. The legions. The six the... legions. And I've basically, I, I've, I've, I've sort of tried to sum them up because, once again, I don't want to be... I don't want to go over every little bit of each of these. Yeah. But you got your Mortis Praetorians, which is Catacros's elite. Catacros is a Mortis Praetorian. Like yep. that he, that's a keyword. These are this is like the big legion, right? This is your ultramarines yeah. of your uh, bone reapers yeah. sort of. Uh talks about the different courts. Now the Petrifex elite, these are creature creators specializing in old petrified bones. Yeah, this gets you your. Um, They're kind of nomads. They're sort of wander around. You know, they roam the realms. You know, looking for old fossils and bones and yeah. things like that. Um, but this is uh, things like Morgasts, Immortus yeah. Guard, Necropolis Stalkers, all the really big guys that are built yeah. with thicker bones. These are built from. Apparently, and I think it's interesting in here, that as the bones get older and farther away from life, they're harder to manipulate. Yeah. And these guys are finding old, like, petrified bones, stuff that is really old and solidified. And these guys have found a way. So the Petrifex Elite are the guys who can can shape these and the creatures they make, which, like I said, uh, 
Necropolis Stalkers, Immortus Guard, Morgasts, and uh, the, the Harvesters. The Harvesters, yeah. So that's your Petrifex Elite. Staliarch Lords, that's your Cav. And since there's only one Cav unit, it's <laughs> yeah. basically all the Cav is just the Cav. So yeah, the, there you go. there's a character that rides one, too, or something. They're a, fast, named, a named character than the regular yeah. guy. Fast and brutal with some odd traditions because the, some of these guys were made from not a, not as big of a mix Mm-hmm. of souls and so they've got yeah. some weird traditions stuck with them uh ivory host they're here to conquer Gur. yeah uh all their bones and forms are covered in amber bone residue which is the warp stone and that makes them aggressive these are the most aggressive this is the gurish stuff these are the guys who will lose control yeah uh null myriad that's archon the blacks faction yep and that's, pretty much almost immune to magic yeah i mean seriously a two up yeah these guys can avoid most magic on a two-up if they don't. I mean, that's bananas. Pretty good. And then the crematorians. These are the living bombs. They die yeah. in droves, and just, it literally says their lifespans are 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 kept in in weeks. Yeah. And uh, that's what it is. So that's basically the lore. Without going into every little uh, character's lore, uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the. Once again, most of this matches the lore in in uh, into the rules, and as long as it does that. When we get to the rules, we'll see what yeah. that stuff does. Yeah. Uh, we should take a break. Sure. We've been going for a while. Um, when we come back, we'll do some rules and talk about some of the lots of lots of heroes. Oh, yeah. There's a um, bunch. Very similar, though. They all have a cool special rule, though. This army's got so many cool special rules. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, they, you know. They, they, they've made this a lot uh, easier. This more, army is so more much sim- this, more simple than the the last version of this book. Yes, um, you know what it is. It 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 feels like, and I know I just said we're going to go to a break, but let's talk about this. Um, if you played old Tomb Kings, they had a very set way they had to do things. They had all sorts of special rules. They didn't cast yeah. magic. They just did things, yeah. and they I had will to do be it, done. Yeah, they had to do it in a certain order. But then this stuff just happened. And yeah. that's it feels like that's sort of some of the stuff they're trying to do here with this is give them something unique. Give them an undead army that um that that isn't mindless. Yeah. Uh and it turned out to be one of the most interesting set of rules. Um yeah. Harrison it's was a- making fun of me because I told him I'm like, I read this and it's uh, their army is one of the most it's one of the coolest armies I've seen. He's like, You say that every book. I'm like, but they have their own like the the rules here are they don't play like anybody else no they but they what they did is they 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 gave them a unique flavor but they still kept them within the reins yes. of the of the rule system so it's just not crazy confusing so they have command anybody, points now yeah. too before they had a different thing they didn't have yeah. they had their own sort of groups rules yeah, now was, they basically get a lot they have a lot of extra command points and many right. more ways to use them right yep um, which is which is really fascinating to me. Yeah, you know, because yeah, cool. I'm just trying to figure out how a lot of this would work. Um, I love everything about this so far. Yeah, yeah. The, this army lives and lives and dies on its command points. Yeah, and the whole just the whole idea of what this army is. Yes, a a, a smarter, uh, a, a craftier, uh, a more independent undead army and like i said every page i'm trying like oh they blend them they talk about entire armies that have a bit of a the the same soul in entire cohorts 
Mm-hmm. You know, these units all move almost in lockstep, but that's because they all have the exact same bit of training because they all have the exact uh, same a little portion of that exact same soul with all that stuff so they can move so well. It's just really cool. I wish I liked the models. <laughs> all right. Um, when we come back, we'll talk all this stuff. All right. Cool. We'll be back. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. And we are back. Yo. Yes, we are. All right. So, Allegiance abilities. Uh, you got to pick one of those six. Yeah. The six uh, things. And they've all got a special breakdown. We'll get to those in just a minute. Um, this army doesn't take Battleshock tests, period. Right. This army has a six-up ward save. Yep. Yeah, that's like all death armies. Uh, if you have Naderite, or Naderite weapons, which most of these guys do, not their mounts, but most of the guys have Naderite weapons, sixes do two hits. Yeah. So it's just a little extra. If you can roll some sixes to, sixes to hit, uh, do score two hits. So then you get, that, rolled, yep. you get a roll, basically rolled, rolled to wound twice. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this, now, this next part, they, they get a lot of extra... Right, so this is new to this iteration of the yeah. book. Before they had some other rules, but yes. then everyone else got command points, which is kind of what they had when they were the only ones who had it. Yeah. So now they got so they get their basic command points just like we do. Right. But then after the regular command points are done, it says that they get this, and then it says these command points are cumulative. Right. So you get extra command points. So you get one extra command point if you have three or more friendly units on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it says you get two extra if you have five or more, and you get three extra if you have seven or more. All right. Since they're cumulative, you yeah. actually have six yeah. when you get to seven or more units, plus right? The two, plus the two or three you start the round with. Yeah. If my general's on the table and I'm going second, that's three. I could roll for another command point. That's possibly four. Yeah. And then uh, if I've got seven units, that's another six. I could have ten command points. Mm-hmm. Um, what's great is there's at least three different units, uh, hero characters, who have the ability to uh, give a command without spending a command point. Yeah. 
Uh, that's, I mean, it, it's like, oh, wait. So c- c- if they each give a command without spending a point, and then you spend the three points you had, and then you rolled and got the fourth, so that's seven. Mm-hmm. Plus you can get another, you can have 13 command points. <laughs> yeah. In a turn. Yeah. I mean, you might use them all. You you might because there's so many <laughs> things they could do. Now, uh, they do have something called Art commands. We're not like I said, we'll go over them in a bit. Yeah. Uh, but what you need to know about them is um, it says seven. There's seven of them. Well, there's actually more because as I'm reading this, it says they have Art commands in addition to other command abilities. Art commands are command abilities that either appear on the war scroll of the unit that has a Bone Reaper keyword. Yeah. Or are include so you got this on the table below and any seven. Co- that's seven plus any um, command that's in the war and there are several in the war scrolls oh, yeah. and so those can also be called yeah. uh, can be done and the thing is like the Mortec Guard have one th- yes but what's important it's not just how many there are mm-hmm. um, you can use them more than once. Yes. In the same phase. With a caveat. It can't, you, you can't issue more than one command. You can't receive more than one command. Right. That so, still holds. Yeah. So a one hero can only issue one command. Per and phase. And one unit can only receive one command. Per phase. Yeah. But if you've got four heroes, and plus, don't forget, the, uh, the Mortec, the, you're, the, basically the, the, the champions in your units, Yeah. they can all issue commands to... Their their own unit yep. to their to just to their unit, but so right. yeah, there's there's all sorts of stuff you can be doing, and and you will burn through your commands if you're playing this army right. I think you burn through your commands. Oh yeah, because you might as well. You might as well be giving them all the perks. It's amazing how having a ton of them, you actually even if you had ten command points. With each unit being able to throw out commands, you can totally burn through them. But yeah. it's such a great way to pick and choose. Like, I have an undead army. It's implacable. It's moving forward. It's fighting. It's doing all this. But this army, because it's clever, I can put boosts in very specific spots where I want them. Yeah. So and it's fantastic. If you've got a lot of Ossiar Bone Reaver players in your local group, you know, you might want to play an army or design an army that can shut down commands you know if you yeah if you have something that can you know like yeah like yeah like there's a lot of stuff in the hedonites book that can do that the hedonites book the the um lumineth Mm -hmm. uh even the cruel boys have a little a few things they have their sleeves so yeah Um, night hunt night hunt can do that yeah night hunt can so um and basically the ocr commands are Pretty simple. Uh, now I'm not going to go through the, the exact details of when and how. Okay, but it's got to be mm-hmm. you got to give them to a Bone Reaper unit. One of them uh, retreat and charge. Yeah. One of them is when you move, you can add three inches to the move characteristic. Mm-hmm. Um, the the reknit one is kind of long. It's a heal, but it's heal D three wounds. Um, yeah. You know, uh, counter strike add one to wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons. Uh, no. Also, as after it, you can use this in the enemy charge phase, right? When so the get, enemy has finished you, a charge, yeah. you get charged, and you use this, right? Yeah, uh, within three inches of any unit that made a charge move, and more than three inches from all other enemy units, so you can do that. Um, add one to ward rolls. 
That's for full your impenetrable death. ranks. Yeah, yeah. so your 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 impenetrable ranks suddenly you got of go from a six up ward to a five up ward. Yeah. Improve rend of the unit's melee weapons by one. Yeah, that's bludgeon. You're gonna see that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you you're when you're fighting, uh if after a hero fights, if there's another friendly unit within three inches of him. Yeah. They can fight. Oh no, within three inches of an enemy unit, wholly within twelve of the hero, they can yeah. fight. Yeah. So there I mean those are all cool commands not including the, some of the commands that are on there. Think of that. I'm going to add my I'm going to boost my rent. I'm going to boost my wound rolls. I'm going to boost yeah. I'm going to move an extra 3 inches on guys who can already some of these guys can already run and charge. Right. I mean, you can see how quickly you would burn through your oh, even yeah. 10 command points because yeah, so. in the combat phase alone I might drop two or three of these. Mm-hmm. You know? So I just, oh, I just, that's so, there's so much. I mean, this is, you really got to. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff to think about. Yeah. Uh, this could really slow your game down if you're not. I mean, you need to, mm-hmm. I feel like to play this army well, you really have to know this army. Like, you have to know all your stats. Yeah. You have to have your nice little list here of all your things, you know, and know when to use them. Otherwise, you're sitting yeah. going over the list and sitting and agonizing right. and making decisions. It's like, yeah, it's like, a two, game, like a two and a half hour tournament game or two hours, 45 minutes tournament game. It's going to be like. Come you're on, never going to. Yeah. You're going to. Yeah. Your, your opponents are going to dock you because you're, they're going to think you're slow playing them. Mm-hmm. All right, command traits. Yeah, which ones of these stick out for you? I mean, the biggest, the the big one is that aura of sterility is it's made so good. Minus one to hit and wound for attacks made with missile weapons that target yeah. friendly bone reapers within twelve, wholly within twelve inches. Yeah, yeah. That's, especially with all, with all the with all the Caradron overlords like flying around right now. It's just, yeah, this that's a huge one. Um, Dark really acolyte's like, not bad. Your first yeah. spell, as long as it's as long as you cast it successfully, they can't unbind it. Yep, and show of superiority is amazing. <laughs> yes, see, and that, that's another one. Okay, uh, so and a lot of uh, there's uh, we've seen this before, but I mm-hmm. always love when I see this. Roll a die every time your opponent uses a command point eh, on a five up. They have to spend two command points instead of one. Actually, that yeah. one you, I've only seen that one with the Lumineth. Um, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. Roll it in on a five up. They spend the command point, but don't get to do the command. And th- this army has so many command points, and then they give them a, an ability to mess with your command points. That's <laughs> yeah. nonsense. All right. Um, artifacts of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus one ward. Heal wounds equal to the number of wounds you cause. That shows up in here a lot. Yeah. Uh, I fight however many wounds I caused at the end of the combat. Uh, I get those. I yeah, get lot, those wounds a lot of back. Characters, a lot of characters just do that. Natively. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can keep people from getting inspiring presents. You can uh, stuff like that. Um, like I said, I kind of like. Well, you know, add the mind to, blade is is pretty cool, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, so if you, if, if you do a wound to an enemy hero. The hero wasn't slain. The hero cannot use heroic actions for the rest of the battle. That is a great one. Yeah. Because, th- yeah, that guy's you're rushing up and you're just hitting guys. Oh, no heroic action. How many heroes do you have? Three? I'm going to get to all three of them as quick as I can in this game. Yeah. You know, I think it, probably the best one is, is might be that load of saturation. That plus, plus one, one ward. Well, yeah. I mean, they've only got a six-up ward, so getting up to a five-up, I mean, that I doubles mean, it. You know, It doubles it, right? Yeah, that is pretty good, I guess. 
Yeah, and then you do Mighty Archeo Arch Arca Ossian Arca Ossian for your command trait, where you don't you ignore negative modifiers to save rolls. Yes. So it, it, notice it doesn't say you you can't boost it. No, that. just ignore negative modifiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can all so you can all out defense. You know, and it can't be negative, so you can get to a two up pretty easy on most of your characters, and then get a five up board as well. Uh huh. Uh, now those artifacts of power for all the heroes. Now there are mortisons only, and what's a mortison? Basically, it's every single hero wizard. Yeah, is a mortison. Yeah. There's like four four different ones. Um, and they've got here. A Soul Reaper's got one. Bone Shaper's got one. Soul Mason's got one. Ossifactor has one. Yeah, that, the Gothas are cartouches. Freaking bonkers. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Soul Reaper, minus one to hit and wound uh, for attacks that target the bearer while they within three inches of enemy units. Eh. Minus one to hit and wound me while you're near me. That's not bad. It's not bad, but it's not a it's yeah, on a wizard, not, yeah. He doesn't really want to be there. Um, but the, the artisan's key is is good too. Artist, where's that one? That's the bone shaper one. Oh yeah. On a three up, you pick two units instead of one to be affected by his bone shaper ability. Okay, yeah. Or, or you, you can, can pick, or you can pick the same unit twice. Yes. <laughs> Super good. Um. This um, I mean, the soul mason. Every time they cast a spell that's not unbound, it's plus one to the attack characteristics of their claws till the end of the turn. That's not great, only because once again, I don't want to be in combat <laughs> with these guys right. too often. Um, and then the os effect are plus one to wound with melee weapons by friendly bone reaper units wholly within nine inches of the bear. Crazy. Yep, a lot of those little bubbles. A lot of bubbles. That's, that's a good one. A lot of doing D3 mortals. A lot of healing D3 mortals. A lot of yeah. nitpick, just pickety, 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 and off stuff. Yep. That slow and steady, that confident patience yep. comes up in there. Uh, what spells do you like? Um, the one I always take is Empower Naderite Weapons. Just, Why not? Because uh, this is, okay, so we already said with Naderite Weapons, on a six. Six is to hit, you, you roll two wound rolls. Empower Naderite weapons, now it gets two on a five. Yeah. Which is, that's great right there. That's just mm-hmm. more wound rolls, right? Yep. Um, now, it says, uh, yeah, triggers on a five instead of a six. Uh, protection of the gash isn't too bad either. Yeah, if you take a wound, you teleport. Yeah, you teleport away from the battle, mm-hmm. uh, which you know it's it's it can only be wizards. This is all l- l- this spell stuff. So, uh, wait, protection it casts on a six. Except at the end of any phase, if any wounds or mortal wounds were allocated to the caster in that phase from an attack, Maybe and he was not weapon. slain, remove them from the battlefield. Set them up anywhere more than ninety minutes after setting this up. The caster of the spell is unbound, so the spell just stays until. Until he takes a wound and disappears. Yeah. There is yeah. no time limit on it, which is the weirdest thing, is it's not good that's until... A, that's a weird one, yeah. Yeah, because it, it's the spell's unbound after he teleports, after he takes that wound. Yeah. So it's just sitting there. Yep. Um, Reinforced constructs. Um, pick a Bone Reaver's unit within range. Oh. Uh, has a ward of four up against mortal wounds. Yeah, that's not bad. I like that one. Great um, vitality, super good. It's a debuff spell. Uh, 
Subtract. They're minus one to hit, and they're yeah. minus one to save. Yeah. Good one. Um, this one, it, oh, Mortal Contract. I uh, couldn't wrap my mind around this one. Okay, cast of a seven, 18 inches. Pick an enemy unit for the rest of the battle. Roll a die at the end of each phase in which any attacks made by that unit inflicted damage. So anytime they, anytime a unit, that unit does wounds that are not negated for me, then I roll a die. On a three up, they take D3 mortals. Yeah. And it's for the rest of the game. You can't, you can't, cannot pick the same, you cannot pick the same enemy to be affected by this same spell more than once per battle. Yes, you can't double double it up. But this is another rest of the game spell. Yeah, I cast on seven. I put it on you. You have to. Just, you have. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's just a way to chip something down. Every t- every time you do damage to me, every time that unit does at the end of each phase. At the end of the phase. Right. So every phase. Oh, I shot. I killed a guy. All right, that's D3. <laughs> D3 I, I, yeah. On a three up, that's a D3. Yeah. All right, then we got into combat. I killed some guys. Okay, that's another D3. Yeah. It's, I cast it's, a spell. I cast a spell and did something. Okay, boom, that's another D3. Yeah. Yep. And this is the hero phase. Mm-hmm. Or, or you attack in the hero phase with like a command ability or a heroic it's, action or something. It's for the rest of the game, which means yeah. I'm, I can only cast it once per turn. But by the end of turn four, if I'm doing this right and I'm near stuff, I got four units that any time they do any damage, they take D3. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got five guys with bows and you're hoping to do one or two wounds... Yeah, and then you start to think twice about: Do I want to try to do one or two wounds when he's going to do <laughs> right. one or two right back? Yeah, to my to be, my it'd little. It'd be a good one to like throw on like one of like the the Caradron Overlord like frigates or Ironclads. You know, just every time that stupid thing shoots me, I'm gonna get damage. Oh, every time I go up and fight it and it fights me back, does a wound. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take more. It's just a way to yeah wear that thing down. What's interesting here, another thing that popped up in this one that I just want to point out is there's a lot of spells in this game. Uh, that have a very limited range because they're coming right up and doing stuff to you. Yeah. And it says throughout the book, um, this has to be done measured from you, even if yeah. there's other things. So you can't use like the mirrors and right. measure from the mirror. You can't do things where you're going to use some other thing to measure your spell. It, it <laughs> literally goes through most of this book. Anytime yeah. it's a spell that you would think about using the mirrors or something like that for, it's like, there's, yeah, but you can't. There's, there's a way to get around that in this book. Um if you want to talk about it now. What is so, it? So on Arkan's War Scroll, mm-hmm. he's got an ability. Uh, he has the uh, first of the Mortarks. Right. He adds six inches to the range of spells cast by friendly death wizards while they're wholly within 18 inches of Arkan. Yes. So he can add, he could, like, if it's a three-inch spell. But the range still nine. has to be measured from the caster. That's all it says, yeah, even yeah. if the ability would yep. allow you to measure from elsewhere. So. Yep. But there's a there's a nasty combo in here, which we'll go over. What is it? What is it? What is it? You want to know it now? Ch-ch-ch-cheesy combo. Let's okay. have it. All right, let's go. So there's a guy in here. It's the Underworld's dude. The Underworld's crew, I actually took note of them because they're good. They're awesome. So Mir Kynan, he has a spell called Dire Ultimatum. Has a casting spell of four in a range of three inches. Successfully cast, pick an enemy unit within range and visible to the caster. So your next hero phase, any attacks made with melee weapons by that unit must target this unit. The 
The range of this spell must be measured from the caster, even if ability would allow you to measure it from elsewhere. Bring in you Arcana get it out to nine inches. To nine inches. So now you just cast it on something that's not even close to you. And can't get to me. And, and now they can't you, And fight. now they can't do anything. That's awesome. Mm. That's great. I love that. Mm. I thought it was going to get fact, but it did not. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. Yeah, the, the FAQ came out today, by the way. Oh, did it? Anything yes, interesting? It oh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, anything we've missed or anything we've Not already yet. covered? Not yet. Well, Petrifex Elite, their ability got changed. Oh, to what? But we, but we haven't talked about it yet. Well, we're just on that. We were just about to. What did their ability get changed to? Okay, so their ability was... Is it minus one damage to a minimum of one for attacks yeah. that go after Hecatos... Uh, or the Harvester. Yeah, so the, what is the Hecatos? Morgasts, Immortus Guard, and Necropolis Stalkers. Yeah, the Hecatos, Hecatos are the uh, yeah are the big gribbly dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that instead of minus one, subtract one from damage. It's uh, subtract one to the wound roll. So they're minus one to wound. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Let me write that down in my book here so that I got it real quick. Subtract one from the damage. So wait, hold on. So. Yeah, so minus it says, one. So two. subtract one from wound rolls for combat attacks that target friendly Petrifex Elite Hecatos or Petrifex Elite Gothazar Harvester units. So it's got to be close combat as well. So it doesn't work against shooting, which it would have in the original version of this mm-hmm. rule. Well, that's actually I, that's, that's almost better. That mu- subtract one from the damage is cool if you've got multiple damage units, but if you have a whole army full of one damage, then none yep. of, that means nothing. Yeah, but it's minus a, it's one also, to wound makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but it's actually only and it's only in combat too now. Now, but yeah. this, the previous rule was everything. Every attack for combat. That seems weird that you said it for combat because normally mm-hmm. they say for melee or for you know. Yeah, I, I don't shooting. know. They did they did that a couple times in the. In the uh, FAQ. Okay, so let's, let's. Okay, so the Petrifex Elite. If you decide to pick that uh, that one of your six units, it's minus one to wound for Morgasts, Immortus Guard, Necropolis Stalkers, and Harvesters. Yeah. Once again, it's 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 five units that get the bonus, or no, three units here. I think. Yeah. No, it is five because there's two types of Morgasts. So. Yeah, but I think um, when you take Petrifex Elite. Uh, yeah, they are. Well, mm-hmm. They they can become battle line. Yeah, if you've got Arcan in your army. Uh, the, Mor- yeah. the Morgas, the mm-hmm. Arcai, and the Harbingers, or an Immortus Guard or battle line. If your general's a Mortisan, which he's almost always going to be, mm-hmm. and the Stalkers also. So the hot builds right now. I don't know if you want to go into that now. Sure, why not? You just spam the crap out of. The, uh, the stalkers and the, oh, they're uh, good. Yeah, you just spam those units. That's all you do. Ugh, that's I hate when I, I, I yeah, hate that. That's 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 uh, that's what all the cool kids are doing. No, they're not. All right, so let's no. go. All right, so we got <laughs> six six legions to pick from. If you pick the yeah. Mortis Praetorians, which is which, um, Catacros is a Mortis Praetorian and Arch Cavalos Xantos. Yeah. The, the cavalry character. They are both Mortis Praetorians. Um, basically, one in the during the enemy charge phase, you have a chance to charge one of the enemies during their charge. Your enemy during their charge phase. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Petrifex Elite minus one to wound against those five units uh, in combat. 
The Staliarch Lords reroll charges for mounted units. So basically, and like I said, there is one mounted, one mounted unit. unit. So if you yeah. want, if you took, like, you can run an all cavalry army. And if I was going to do this, that's honestly, I was looking at that to see how I could do it, simply yeah. because it's the only models I like in this yeah, army. It's, yeah, because the Death Riders are battle line. Yeah, they are. Um, so I was looking to see if that was, uh, uh, you know, doable. Ivory Host plus one. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah, the I'm, Ivory Host. When you get your, your Nadrite weapons on a natural six, you normally do mm-hmm. two. You roll two dice for wounds. If you're Ivory Host, you roll three dice because it's plus one. It's an extra hit on the Nadrite weapons. Add one to the number. I couldn't. I, this is another one I couldn't wrap my mind around. The Nadrite weapons. You add one. You it, you you roll a six two to hits hit. instead of one. Yeah. You roll no. You roll if you roll six to hit. You roll two wound rolls because it yes. counts as two hits. Yeah. With this, if you are this, that counts as three. Add one to the number of hits scored by the Natterite weapons battle trait. Yeah. So if you roll if you roll a natural oh. six, it counts as two. Now it okay. counts as three. It does say also if you charge it up because there was that thing that you could charge it so that it hits on fives. Oh. Okay. Fives still only do one. Gotcha. But sixes do three instead of two. So sixes, okay. you you make three wound rolls for each natural six to hit. I gotcha. So that's that's actually pretty cool. And if you roll a five, you get two. No. You don't. It says... Or you don't? No, you don't. It says it doesn't work. In oh, fact, it doesn't work. So, no it doesn't, so it doesn't work on them. No, no. It says... Uh, oh, if this unit oh, is affected oh, 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 I, by I this you. ability, yes, I, and I you, you empower the weapons to five, it's only applied on the six. So sixes give you three, five still give you two. I got you. Yes, fives will still give you the two because the nadrite you empowered yeah, yeah. them, it just doesn't give you okay. the three. Gotcha. So yeah, but that's yeah. still pretty cool. A lot. Uh, the null myriad, uh, all <laughs> mortisons and arc. So all your hero wizards and archon ignore spells and endless spell effects on a two plus. So. When you bring Ark in, does he get the null myriad keyword? Nope. So Ar- I don't think wait. he. I don't think he gets this defense. It literally says a friendly Arcan. But it it just names gives him it. specifically. Says. Well, so it, but it says you can roll a dice each time a friendly null myriad unit wholly within nine inches of any friendly null myriad boardens or a friendly Arcan. Oh, they have to be near Arcan. Yeah. Okay, but you know what? Um. I don't think oh, so Arcan gets this. Cause what, oh, because he's not... Is, does he already have a code word on him? No, he doesn't have anything. Well, then you then he gets it. He does? So if you take a Null Myriad... That was my question. Yes, if you, you take, take a Null Myriad, Myriad army faction. and you put him in there, he's Null Myriad. The only time he yeah, okay. can't be... The only people who can't... Catacros. And Xantos. Catacros is a Mortis Praetorian. Xantos is a Mortis Praetorian. They have it is a keyword already. They can't change. Archon yeah, it, it can take it. Since he's an Osiarch Bone Reaper, he does get the keyword. So Nagash yes. would not, Nagash because would. he does not have the Osiarch Bone Reaper keyword. Uh, I think that I th- don't. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. So, so if you put Nagash in your armies, he doesn't get the Allegiance abilities does of it? that faction. Oh, it says that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I, or where does it say that he doesn't get it? So it says under Warmaster, in addition, you can still use the army's allegiance abilities, even though this unit is not from the army's faction. However, this unit is not benefit from them. Oh, okay. That's, that, that's a pretty standard blurbage. Right, right. I just, Warmaster. for some reason, I thought if you put him in that army, he got it for that army. It's just all the spells and stuff. That's all. Yeah. 
But so okay. this is this, this these are your choices, okay? And crematoriums where you blow up. Yeah, the crematoriums. Oh yeah, what is their special rule? So uh, if you remove, if a guy gets killed for removing from play, you pick a unit enemy has three inches that roll or dice equal to the wounds characters that model. Reach five up, takes a mortal wound. So it's like the stormcast thing, except this yep. was better because it works uh, on fives. Well, I think the thunder strike works, works on, on sixes. Five. I thought this, I ninety nine percent positive, which well, means like I don't the, know. If you, that's if you're in standard stormcast armor. If you have thunder strike armor, it's on a five up. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I, thought, an, I thought I thought I thought thunder strike was sixes, and that if you didn't have thunder strike, that you didn't get anything. I thought no, that's you, how that you worked. You do all the stormcast get. It. I think it's that's on sixes. If it's thunder strikes, it's five. Is it really? That's crazy. Yeah, when you roll with the number of wounds that model has. So if you have yeah, a and that's to do with this. However many pick, wounds yeah. it's got, you roll it's it. The same exact rule. Okay, cool. They have one core battalion, which looks like if you took it, you could probably uh, drop an entire army Oh yeah. in one drop. But it has a caveat there. What is it? it says that, Is this the standard for unified? No, I don't think it is. This at is like, the end at of the deployment, end. each unit within this battalion must be set up within six inches of two or more units of the same battalion. I haven't seen that before, so yeah, yeah that's but that's fine. No, and there's grand strategies and battle tactics. The grand strategies seem rough. Yeah, the grand strategies seem hard. Um, complete one if any friendly Mortech guard or Cavalos Death Riders from your starting army have the same number of models in it as they had at the start of the battle. I mean, sure. You could just spend 170 points and park a unit of Death Riders in the corner and just leave them there. I, yeah, I suppose. Or you could try to heal something and then try to have it fight. I mean, it's just that's, that's, that's not something I have as much control over as I would like. And I don't want right. to spend points on uh, expensive units to just hide them because that's the grand strategy. Yeah. Because as soon as someone knows what your grand strategy is, they're going to they're gonna try to right. mess that up. I mean, if you have the gash, I guess you could just do that and then have Nagash just summon a unit to replace them. Maybe. <laughs> I guess. Um, if you control all the objectives on the battlefield. You probably won anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if there are more friendly Mortisons than enemy heroes on the battlefield. Just Mortisons, not even yeah. the heroes. Um, and then complete this one if you did at least four battles tactics and they all came from flawless executions. Uh, I don't know if you could. Well, maybe you, you could. could do. You could do four of these. Uh, Temple of the Defiant. Pick Trample a, the Defiant. Yeah. Oh yeah, Trample the Defiant. Pick a friendly Death Rider unit more than three inches from you. Complete it if they made a charge and is within three inches of enemy. That one's doable. Oh yeah. Uh, if any Immortus Guard, if a friendly Immortus Guard unit or friendly Mortison are contesting the same objective wholly outside your territory. Sure. You can do that if you keep them together. Yep. Um, what else? Remorseless bombardment. If the enemy unit is destroyed during combat, uh, during this turn by attacks made by a friendly Mortec crawler. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be in combat. It just has to be, you have to just kill them with the crawler. So bomb them with the missile weapon. Yep. Um, they've got a couple of the tie. Pick an enemy hero or monster on the battlefield if it's destroyed during this turn by uh, attacks made by a harvester. That one is iffy. Yeah, it's always remorseless bombardment because you yep. just don't know about dice. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, edge of obliteration. If two or more friendly necropolis stalker units are wholly within enemy territory and more than nine inches from all enemy units. Sure. You could do that one. And then finally, unfeeling recursion. If there's three or more friendly Bone Reaper units on the battlefield that had models returned to them in this turn using the Renit Construction Command ability and did not have any models slain in this turn. I don't understand that one. Uh, You have to have three or more units, have to get models put back through your uh, Renit Construction. And did not have any models slain in this turn? Yes. So this turn... Three units? Yeah. I have to have three units that that didn't have any models killed and... I put. I mean, they could have had them killed before because how else do you put models back? But not this turn. This one seems unlikely. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, unless I'm unless it's late game and I've cleaned up and I can pull some units back. I guess. Yeah, like I said, these are hard. The last couple books is like, oh, these are pretty easy. I'm just going to stick with my book, not this one. I mean, maybe unfeeling recursion is maybe if you had like two, two of like the. The uh, the crawlers and then like a like a like a little unit of Mortec guard like hanging out with them. You could do this. Uh, one. There's so many. I, I just guess. It, I guess. I exactly. don't know. But the fact that you have to have models returned to them, so they can't. They have to have already taken damage. Yes, but so not necessarily this turn. This would not, not be a not first this turn. This is not a first turn, or maybe no. even a second turn. Seems unlikely. Thing. But it's, there's so many ways to return models. And what we, there wh- is. which way did you have? What did you have to use with this? You had to use uh, the Renit Construction Command. Okay, so this is this is one of your Osiar <laughs> commands. Yeah. So Renit Construction is where you heal D three wounds. Yeah. All right. Well, dude, uh, makes it super easy since uh, ba- it basically, actually, as long as it's, it's you got to make sure they don't take the wounds. <laughs> That's the thing right there, right? Because you, you use this command ability at the end of your movement phase. So I suppose you could move them away from the yeah. battle, yeah, they could, heal they them retreat, all. Because they can retreat. Yeah. You retreat them from battle, you heal them all, and you put other guys in the movement phase in their way. Mm-hmm. And then you just hope they don't lose anything. If it's your turn, they can't shoot at you. So as long as you yeah. move them out of combat, it's, maybe it's actually not as hard as I th- as, as right. we thought. Because you could have three line units but all you gotta retreat. Have, they yeah. could just retreat. Because it's a command point. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't need to use a command point to retreat. You can retreat and charge with these guys, right? But you wouldn't want to do that. So you could just retreat out of combat with three units. And then have... Yeah, yeah I guess maybe it's not as... Yeah, you, you, to, you got to burn three command points, but yeah, right. it's not that tough. I guess it's not, but still, hmm. okay, yeah. They're just they're uh, like I said. I don't I don't want to bet on doing on getting four of those off in one game right now. I don't know the army that well, so maybe it's yeah. easy. So yeah. listen, um, what are we doing? Are we thinking about a break? I think we well, we've been about a half hour. We've talked about all the special rules. Um, Let's do a couple of characters, and then we de- definitely need to take a break because I need I need to take a break in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Nagash is still Nagash. He's still nine hundred forty-five points. He still yeah. is casting eight spells. He's adding tons to the spells. Yeah. Um, he can heal three wounds allocated for each. F- okay. And now he, here's where he's good. For each friendly summonable mordant or Asiarch Bone Reapers unit, which is basically just about everything. Yeah, what's this? What's a mordant unit? Uh, mordant. That's, that's a flesh ear court, isn't it? Or, um, no, no, that's a soul blight gravelord. Is a mordant? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the summonable that would be 
all the night hunt units. Yeah. Mordant, well, I believe, is all the Soulblight Grave Lords. Because that's because that that all hooks it. That if you're even if you're bringing in allies, Nagash is like, I can fix them too. <laughs> yeah, and he can. Then let's just double yeah. check because they're. Oh wait, allies none. Oh, Osiric Bone Reapers allies none. So they're, well, they're, there you go. So um, oh, this you is know, just this, oh, this is, you know why it's like this. Because this is the same Nagash yeah, rules for yeah. every book. Duh, yeah, duh, exactly. duh, 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 yeah, duh. Yeah, so basically, yeah. each. So for the Bone Reaper, so every unit, yeah. wholly within range, and his invocation starts at 24 inches. Heal up to three wounds. Or return yeah. a number of slain models up to three wounds. Mm-hmm. So every unit within two <laughs> feet. That's, yeah. you know. Uh, friendly death units, wholly within 12 inches, have a ward save of Five. So, including including himself. Yep. Um. Supreme Lord of the Undead. Pick one friendly has been just uh, on a three up. Oh, you can bring in a replacement unit on a three up. Yeah. Hand of Dust is still awesome. Yeah. Soul Stealer is great too. Mm-hmm. Um. You do you do D three mortal wounds, possibly D six mortal wounds, and you heal back to yourself whatever you do. Uh Nagash, eighteen wounds, three up save, he's still great. But yeah, he's nine hundred forty five points. You think he's worth it? Uh, is he worth it? Yeah, but then you but if it's half your army. Yeah you 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 basically are yeah you're building your entire army around Nagash. Mm-hmm. Which you can do that in in literally any undead army you could bring him in, but at half your army you are literally just building everything to make sure that he, you know, he's feeding it or he's he's healing it. I don't. I would probably avoid taking Nagash at least mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah, uh, because then you get Catacross, whose rules are so cleaned up and so much better. Oh yeah, Catacross is so much better. Um, he's got twenty wounds with a three up save. Oh, the more the mordant are the flesh eater cords. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's another one like Nagash. He doesn't have to be. If it's Mortis Praetorian, he's your general. Even if he's not your general. Yeah. Um, the companion yes. didn't the companions used to like they yes. had special rules and yeah. as you took wounds they died and not, yes not anymore. Yeah. You just you it's now just, oh. it's just it's just so cleaned up. He's free, got a free up save twenty wounds. Yeah. He's got a yeah. free command point. Uh, he he can you know do a command without spending the point. Yeah. Um. This bro is always gonna have a two up save. Yeah. Minus one to hit. Um. For enemy units, basically you could pick one at the start of your always pick a unit and you know he's minus one to hit. Yeah. Uh. Once per turn, you can roll a dice when an opponent receives a command point. Um. Five up, they lose it. Yep. Uh, just use the bot. He he actually gets better with his uh, numbers of attacks, his yeah. numbers of attacks, and and his uh, shield stuff mm-hmm. uh, as he takes wounds. So, but when you're near the enemy, he just counts that bottom row. So he basically counts his best stuff. Yeah, uh, he's just got all sorts of good rules here. More Tarka the Necropolis is the healing wounds, and almost can, all yeah. of these guys this guy have can, this. He, this guy can, yeah. Endless duty. He can do three units. Yeah, endless duty. Uh, this command ability. Plus one attack. Oh God! He also his best one is Supreme Lord of the Bone Reaper Legions. Uh, he's more than three. He just issues that he just 
He, this unit must receive the command. Until your next hero phase, add one to hit rolls within 24 inches for everybody and one to save rolls for everybody, including uh, himself. Within 24 inches, plus one including, to hit and plus Including one to save. himself. So you're always going to use this. Oh, sure. Time. Why not? It's in, the hero, in your hero phase. So yep. you can't use it in your opponent's phase. No, but I'm going to use it in mine, and I'm going to have plus one to hit and plus one save. Yeah, on your turn. Yeah, but still, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Archon the Black. Um, Okay, I have a question. I I think Catacross, a lot of people think Catacross is a one plus. I was looking more at Archon the Black as the one plus. Well, you bring both. (laughs) Yeah, oh, okay. You know, uh, 14 wounds, three up save. Because Archon cast and dispels three yeah. for 370 points. Yeah. He can fly. Um, yeah, three up he, save. A, uh, after he fights, after all attacks have been resolved, he, uh, he can heal up to six wounds depending on how many he's done. Yeah. Um, Staff of Spirits. Oh, he starts at a plus two to cast. Adds six and to the range right. of spells for all uh, wizards within 18 inches. Death wizard. That's we talked a, about that one. That's yeah. so good. Uh, once again, Wartarka Sacrament. He's healing. Mm-hmm. And then he's got Curse of Years, which yeah. I- if you get a couple of lucky rolls in the beginning, you can take an entire army out. Yep. Or an entire unit out. A unit, yeah, you can. No matter how big it is. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, real quick, Curse of Years. It casts on a six and it's 18 inches. I pick your unit. I roll 10 dice. Every six is a mortal wound. I pick up the sixes. I roll again. Every five up is a mortal wound, if there's any. Then I pick those successes up. I roll for fours. I pick those successes up. I roll threes, twos. Ones no, always fours. miss. So It's always fours, right? Oh, yeah. No, no. It keeps going. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Keep, yeah, keep, now for yeah. each four, the target suffers a mortal wound. You can and roll another keep guy. Going, keep reducing, rolling dice yeah. in this way, causing mortal wounds and reducing the roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yep. ones always miss, but wow. when it gets down to the two up, it stays at two up, and you just keep rolling. And as long as you don't, I mean, you it you can. Yeah. It, is it going to do a lot? Not really, because you're going to roll 10 dice, probably roll two sixes, and then maybe a five. And if you're lucky, you'll get three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh if you're really lucky, I mean, how many times you rolled 10 dice and rolled five sixes? You know, mm-hmm. you get a couple of good rolls in the beginning and you're unstoppable. Yeah. yeah. Because eventually it's just like, just don't roll ones. And I'm just mm-hmm. mortal wounding, mortal wounding, mortal wounding, mortal wounding. Here, yeah. take 30. It's actually a range of 24. <laughs> yeah. Because of stat, because of his oh, ability. Because his own ability works for himself. Mm-hmm. All death wizards. Yeah. So it's a 24 inch range. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, and then Xantos is our other Mortis Praetorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this guy, too. He's pretty cool. Um, I have this guy. He may be a... If you're taking Mortis Praetorian army, you got to take this guy, I almost think. He's only 200 points. Now, if you're taking Archon and uh, Kavalos, maybe it's a little expensive. Yeah, okay? if you're taking... Yeah, you're going to take Catacross and Archon. Catacros, you're, probably yeah. not, you're probably not taking this dude. But I'm thinking I can take a, one of those two big hitters and this guy. Yeah. Um, seven wounds, three up save. He's also a war master, so he's a general. 
And oh, in the, I, I was looking at the FAQs like last week, and um, so that whole thing about how you get a command, an extra command point if your general's on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So all these guys who count as the general, even if they're not the general, mm-hmm. if your actual general dies, they still count for the extra point. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. I didn't real. I wasn't certain if that was the way, and I saw it was in ah. the FAQ. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. Um. This guy. This is another free command point guy too. Right. So he like how many free command point guys we got? We have. Uh, I don't think Nagash has a free command point, but Katakros does. Yeah. And this guy does. Now, uh, when he charges, he's got the impact hits, which I like the way they do the impact hits now. Yeah. You, when you better. charge, you roll the number of dice equal to your charge roll. So the faster you built up that charge, the more speed you built up, the bigger your impact. You roll them, and every five up is a mortal wound. Right. Um, Just easier. Plus one damage when he charges, and then he's got still their breath. And this is a command ability, and even though this is only his, um, I think he's the only one with this, right? So This 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 particular command ability, yeah. Yeah, so he's the only one who can actually use this one, but if, I mean, yeah, so... Uh, Plus one this, wound. Add one to wound rolls for units wholly within 12 inches. Mortis yeah. Praetorian units. And it, you, so you put them in that, and everyone within 12 inches is plus one to wound. Right. And with all the other plus one to wounds you can get, you can actually rack that up pretty high. And I know cumulatively it can only be one. Yeah. But... I keep looking at this going, wow, this negates so much that like so much that I do with like my cruel boys. Mm-hmm. It just not we had to add all over the place. Yeah. Um All right. You know what? Uh you know we'll do Volk Mordian and then we should probably take a break because the rest sure. then we got like the the heroes all the Mortison heroes that go yeah, off in all, in yeah, a row yeah. there. All the casters and then yeah. Okay, Volk Mordian. Uh might have some of the best rules. Yeah. Might have some of the best rules. And you know what upsets me more than anything about this model in particular having the best rules? Mm-hmm. This is the worst freaking model in this it's not, army. It's not great. Why, this dude, is the, the dumbest. Bro walks, bro walks around in a coffin. And it, yeah, and it just sort of hovers and hangs behind him. This yeah, is it's... He's wearing it like a hoodie. Mm, it's not great. No, I hate <laughs> this one. I hate more than anyone else. And I would have him in every... Flipping <laughs> army again. And he's he's a, not, he's, a, he's a cast two on bind two. Knows all the spells from the lore of Ossian sorcery. Yes. Okay. Start <laughs> okay. of the combat phase. Pick an enemy unit on a three up. They have to spend a command point to target Volkmordian. Yeah. So yeah. you get one unit near him. Okay. I'm gonna now these guys. They can't attack me. Yeah. Want to use a command point not to fight yeah. me? Like not really. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, minus two bravery for enemy units within, not wholly, within 12 inches. Yeah. Okay. Minus two to the bravery. If this model is picked to be the general, or the, if the model picked to be the enemy general as uh, slain, subtract three from the bravery characteristic of those units instead of two. So minus two bravery if you're within 12, minus three if your general's dead. Mm-hmm. And then he's got the mortal touch spell. Goes off on a seven, range of one inch. <laughs> Pick one enemy model within range invisible. On a four up, it's dead. Yeah. This do- this one doesn't work. Now, this the Arcan- range of the spell Arcan- cannot Arcan's be modified. Yeah, see <laughs> yeah. once again, you can't modify the range or measure from anywhere else. Right. But one inch. 
Yeah. You move this guy up, and he's got a 50-50 shot of eliminating just about anything on your battlefield unless it's got special rules or it's a big, dumb giant. Yeah, it's like a Mega gar- mega Gargant, Archeon. Uh, um, uh, Gotrek. Gotrek. Wouldn't work on Gotrek. Wouldn't work on Nagash. Uh, I yeah, don't know. Would. He doesn't have that ability. <laughs> he doesn't have that you can't eliminate me ability? No, he doesn't. So... So if you're playing a mirror match, Volkmordian is the guy you throw against Nagash. Yeah. And then you sit there like, you have to use a command point if you want to hit me. <laughs> and it, but what if he's not playing Bone Reapers? What if he's Nagash in a different army? So command yeah. points are a premium. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm going to hit Nagash, wow. but then I'm going to... But this is, how, this is how you move a squishy wizard against yeah. a hero. Yeah. And then you use the you do the thing you got to use a command point to attack me. Meanwhile, yeah. on a four up, I am taking you out <laughs> of the game. Yeah. Oh my god! If you came up to like my swamp boss scumdrek slip slap, yeah, and you're like, okay, slip slap scumdrek, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna four up your guys out. I'd be so mad. Mm, I'd use a command point to try to squash this fool. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're making me use it. my command point, but you're darn right, it's worth it. That's so mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> last break, and then we're going to cover the characters and some of the other units. Um, once again, like I said, the more. In fact, you know what? Let's uh, you know. Let's just cover the Mortisons really quick because they're all pretty similar. Okay. Uh, the Mortisons, I think, uh, they're mostly five wounds, four up saved. Only the dude in the chair, the Soul Mason's, got six wounds. He's got a chair. So he gets an extra wound. He gets it. Yeah, the chairs are protecting. Mm-hmm. So basically, I it's mean, his mount. It's a lot of three attacks, threes by threes, one ren, two damage for all of them. Yeah. Um, the Effector, Bone Shaper, and Soul Reaper are all one cast, one unbind. Yeah. Um, that we'll talk about the Soul Mason separately last because he's a little better. Yeah, he's a. I don't really understand why he's so much better than the other ones, but he just is. Um, he's he, he, well, basically because you're going to put him in the Petrifex Elite because that's what he gives bonuses to. Yeah, but he's 40 points more, and he gives you an extra cast and an unbind and all the spells. But he can. But also the spell that he the spell that he well, well you know like I said let's well let's talk about him first okay yeah he can cast an unbind too right yeah uh, he knows all the spells from the lore of Ossian sorcery which is amazing and okay he's got this spell called Soul Grinder. Cast on the soul, six. Soul guide, yeah. Soul guide, I'm sorry, soul guide. Cast on the six, 24 inch range. Pick a friendly <laughs> Mortec guard. Yeah. So it's a Mortec guard. That's it. Yeah. Or Cavalos Death Riders. Yep. So you got the Cav or the Mortec guard. Holy within range, invisible. Plus one to wound rolls until your next hero phase for attacks oh, with melee weapons. Crazy. So that's actually really good. Plus yeah. one to wound. Once again, and you see a lot of these plus one to wounds. A lot of plus one to wounds with this army. Yeah, which is unusual because that's yeah. a pretty rare ability. And it's all over, which means mm-hmm. if you have something to negate it, they'll just double down and negate your negation. Yeah. Um, but the Mortec Throne, here's where it is. End of the hero phase. I've cast Soul Guide. I got my two, my two cast, my two unbind, right? Mm-hmm. I cast Soul Guide, and I cast something else. Then I roll a die at the end of the hero phase. On a one, nothing happens. On a two to five, I can cast Soul Guide again, even if I already did it. Yeah. And on a six, I can cast Soul Guide D3 times. Yeah. So I can literally, I could cast Soul Guide up to, on up to four units. 
if I roll that six. I'm probably going to roll it on th- on on uh, on two units because two to five will get me that extra unit. So two got two units are plus one to wound, and I'm throwing another spell on top of it. So the soul mason, um, you know, I don't. For 160, this guy seems like a bargain to me. But it's all Mortec Guard and Death Riders. And he's only got a five-inch mood. So if you're picking the Death Riders, which is the Cav, this guy is not keeping up with them. But it's a range of 24. Well, that is true. So he doesn't have to keep up with them, I guess. Mm -mm. And you've got Archon next to him. Oh, that's right. Freaking 30 inches. Yep. All right. Now, what about the Bone Shaper, the Soul Reaper, and the Oss Effector? Um, Oss Effector goes in the... He's the new guy. Yeah, he's the... Pe- he's in goes in the Petrofex Elite. Yep. Um, he's the new guy for yeah. this book. So you can pick a Harvester, a Crawler, or more gas unit within 12 and either improve their rend by one or ignore the first wound or mortal wound. Yeah. And you can just do that in the hero phase, just once all the time. He can also cast and dispel one. Uh, what else does he have? He has a. He can also make the unit two hits instead of one, with a missile weapon. Oh, by that, uh, if then. Oh yeah, so he could pick that. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Wait a minute. That's right. So sixes do two hits. So he could mm. put that on a crawler. the crawler, mm. and then sixes do two hits. That's actually nasty. that's a kind of worth the risk. It's nasty. It is nasty, and yeah. then he's got empower ossification. Yeah. Uh, cast on a five, 24 inches. Pick up to three harvesters, more tech crawlers, or more gassed units. Yeah. And so the reason, the reason why everyone takes this guy right now is because of what he does to the more gassed units. Yeah. He gives them plus one rend. Yeah. And the more gassed units are, people are taking a ton of those right now. Uh, they're good. So this yeah. guy, you want to put him with that. So that's why he's going to be in that army. Basically... Um, he's either going to improve your rend by one or uh, ignore a mortal wound or, like we said, sixes do two hits yeah. on missile weapons, and then you can do that on three. If right. you cast that spell on a five, he's got one spell he can cast. That's the one he's going to cast. Oh, yeah. And then he's going to give all three units those bonuses. He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Bone Shaper's okay. He's like your standard dude. Yeah, he can cast and dispel one. Uh, he can heal wounds, three wounds. Yeah. Um, and shard storm, he is kind of cool. Just a blasty. Yeah, it's uh, cast on a five, range of eighteen inches. Roll dice equal to number of models in the unit, and five ups do mortals. So if it's a yep. huge unit, not bad. Yep. And then finally is the soul reaper. This guy's kind of goofy. Um, basically his his only real special thing is. If he's fighting a unit that's got five or more models, he can go from three attacks to five attacks. Yeah, uh, and he's a wizard. I mean, if he's got the one cast one dispel, they all have the one cast one dispel. But yeah, he's kind of yeah. like the. I mean, he could do a ton of mortal wounds if he gets lucky. Yeah, yeah, he could. With his spell, nasty. Yeah, range of six, range twelve. Uh, you pick an enemy unit within range, physical caster D three mortal wounds. It's within three inches of him. It takes three instead of D three. So, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, he must be in combat, which is weird. Right. 
You know, and then the last hero we have that's not in that War Cry War band is the Liege Cavalos, which is the yeah. the one Cav hero to go with your Cavalos Death Riders. Yeah, he's just a dumbed down version of Xantos. He has the same abilities except the lance. Free command point. He has it. Yeah. Yep. Another yeah. free command point from these. Yeah, I suppose you could. Yeah, just. Yeah, he doesn't have the still their breath rule or the dark lance rule. But he has all the other stuff is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And that's all our heroes. Why don't now let's actually take that last break. Let's take our break. We're going to come back and we'll talk about all the different units and uh, the cool little bits and the endless endless spells spells that they can do too. Because there are some. Oh yeah, there's a good one in here. Yeah, there's some good stuff in here. We'll be right back. Yeah. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So... Do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away. Because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. And we're back. Hey. So we just got normies and endless spells left. Mm-hmm. All the all the all the characters, all the heroes we've gone through. So let's start with their core unit, the uh Mortec Guard. Yeah. Yeah. They uh one wound, four up save, but they've mm-hmm. they have a command on the war scroll which makes it an Ossiar command, which means that there there isn't the only once per phase limit. Mm-hmm. Uh basically they can make their unit ethereal. Yeah. Which is like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I can pick exactly the unit in trouble that I don't want to lose, make it ethereal. Yeah, and that can be issued by their champion, which is cool. Yes. Uh, it says it can actually. It says this command can only be issued by their champion. By this unit's Mortec Akados, yeah. Yeah. So if you can somehow snipe that champion out, you might be able to. Yeah, if you can take out the champion, you can stop that. Plus, once again, it, it, it's it's a, it's a matter of of um, command point, uh, you know, management. Mm-hmm. You know, you have so many that you should be doing. You this should you pretty sh- much. Yeah. Every co- every combat phase, you're going to be doing this. Yeah, anytime they I look think. in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, they get plus one run and charge. Yeah, with their banner. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
two attacks, like threes by fours, one rend, one damage. It's not bad for a core unit. I yeah, mean, and these, guys, these guys benefit from the, you know, the ability because they have Natterite weapons. So sixes or two hits, and then you can boost it with the spell. Sixes or five, you know, or fives are fives and sixes are two hits. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, this is actually. I think this is a really good all around. It's a unit. solid unit. It is. It's a, it's a core unit. It's a one wound, but it's got two attacks. Once again, threes or fours by fours, but so much in this stuff gives you plus one to wound. Yeah. So three. So are you a spear guy or are you a sword guy with these? Um. See, I, I, I while I appreciate the extra range, uh, mm-hmm. I like I like I'll take the one inch with the three to hit instead of the four to hit. Mm-hmm. Personally, because yeah, they because they are on twenty five, so they can actually already fight in two ranks. Mm-hmm. So the, the spears are good. I'm not sure if they're worth the the, the reduction in the hits. See, that's, I don't know. All, that's... all, all mine were pre built, so I didn't have a choice. <laughs> uh, so they were all swords, which is fine. Which is the one you wanted anyway, kind of. So I think so. That's I cool. Four, I have forty of these guys. Oh dear lord! I know. That's only six hundred points, though. Right? Yeah. That's super cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're just a solid unit. I think every Osseoak Bone Reapers army is going to have at least a unit of twenty, possibly two units of twenty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they just yeah. go on objectives and they just sit there, and you get them in range of like your other guys, and you know. You can, if you don't want to use their command ability, you can, you know, you can still do all-out defense with them, mm-hmm. with Catacross's command ability, right? Yeah, and you've got, I mean, there's that's what's really cool good. about this army yeah. is that all of those different commands really allow you to, yeah. Taylor, it's it becomes a question of this is one of those armies I feel like you really have to do the what do you call it the thing that um, Rob Symes always talks about, which is you got to know your you got to know this list. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff to take care of. Know your stats, know what's going yeah. on, but it's it's managing your command points, yeah, and and using the right one at the right time because you have so many things to choose from. You know, so what am I going to give the guy at the right time? Do I need the? Do yeah, I need? Do I need the, yeah. Do, do I, I need I, shield wall, or can my champion issue them bludgeon instead to get extra rend? You know exactly. Yeah. And there's so many choices and so much going on here. Yeah. Uh, so and then the sense that they're they're not limited to. Um, well, they are limited in that you can only give a unit. One command. A per unit phase. can only get one command yeah. per phase, and a, so and a, and, a, and a unit can only give one command per phase. Right. So but yeah, other than so that, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. So you can't stack it up. You can do yeah different phases, different commands, but you know, yeah. Um. Very cool. And so their other base baseline battle line unit is the uh, Cavalos Death Riders. Yeah, the 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 cavalry. If mm-hmm. you want to play the cavalry army, um, these guys are pretty good too. Three wounds. Yeah, everybody's four got that save. four up save. They've got three attacks, and the blade, the Naderite blades, seem to be the same across all this stuff. That's what's crazy. Three attacks, yeah. threes by fours, one rend, one damage. Uh, fours by fours if you choose the spear. Yeah. 
Um, when they charge, they get the impact hits, and, and they can, they're kind of flying. Yes, and they can pile an extra three inches, and then they can like so using if it made the a charge, charge phase their death rider wedge. So he issues the command. They can uh, models in this unit can pass across other models with the wounds characteristics of three or less in the same manner as a model that can fly. That's so a great that. command ability. Yeah. So, so, you, so you use it. You charge through, basically go over the unit you're fighting. You end up behind them. Go through the screen. Yeah, so you end up on the other side. You still have to be with fighting that unit because you're charging. But no, not next. necessarily. If you charge right through it and you're more than three inches from it when you end at the guy behind him. But I think in order to complete a charge, you have to be within... A half inch of a unit. Yeah. So, and you have to declare a, a unit to charge. Yeah, but so I right. roll the charge and you've got a screen in front of you and I measure it out and I just oh, go across yeah. to the... Yeah, you, to you, the you, could, you, could, you, could, you could jump a unit into something else. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the benefit here is you got these guys, mm-hmm. they move quickly. Right. They've got a 10-inch move. They can pile in an ex- They can move an extra three inches when it piles in. So on mm-hmm. the, after the charge, it can pile in six. Yeah. You're already adding one to the run and charge rolls. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's great. I mean, I was, could, I was more thinking that you charge a unit and you charge through them so you're on the other side of it. And then in your next turn, you can just retreat and charge with a command point now you're in the backfield of somebody's army you don't but, even have yeah. to fight yeah you know what i mean especially if you double turn somebody uh-huh yeah, yeah. that's that's possible too yeah ex- absolutely yeah um is the amortis guard good i know oh, yeah. the necropolis stalkers they seem great yeah the amortis guard both, are good too both these units are Really good. Uh, they, you know, five wounds with a three-up save. Okay, the two arms on the one side holding the blade. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's not how that works. Like, yeah. you know, when you have two hands, you're gonna ha- be able to flip and turn. And I mean, uh, if that was poised across, like one arm holding one one way, and the other, the bottom set of arms holding it across the other way, uh-huh. that would kind of work. That could be slicer dicer. This is just this is weird. <laughs> so they're a bodyguard unit. Yes. Um, so they have that standard kind of bodyguard rule. Um, if it's within three inches of the hero, they yeah, can take the wound, but they right. cannot negate it. Right. And then they can use their command ability to fight twice. Yeah. Once once per game. And that's a common thing with these Hecatos units. Um, these guys are cool because they have that three-up save, right? Yeah. Which you can just easily make a two-up. And with three attacks... Threes by threes, two rend, two damage. It's like yeah. they're no slouches. No, no. Um, I just feel like I like the stalkers better. Mm-hmm. They're more of a blendy unit. Uh, yeah, their command ability allows them to run and charge, right. and can pass across terrain features like mm-hmm. it can fly. Yeah, when it's have, doing they basically, that, they basically like drop down on all their arms, basically, and they took picture of them kind of like little six legged, uh-huh. little. They can crawl gre- over gen- stuff. General Grievous type things, you mm-hmm. know, kind of, you know, kind of running around. Uh, so these guys are more blendy. The Immortus Guard are more defendy. If you want to, yeah, keep with that. But I like um, that the Stalkers at the start of the combat phase, you pick one aspect to apply yeah. till the end of that phase. So every mm-hmm. combat phase you're picking, do I want plus yeah. one to hit, plus one to save, plus one to wound, or plus yeah. one damage? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. wow. 
Yep. The spirit blades are, I mean, that's their standard weapon. They have a four attacks, threes, threes, ren, two, damage, one, which you can boost. So it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's just, what are you going, what are you going for? They're both equally as good, I think. Right. Um, and there's a reason why you can't buy these guys, this box right now. You can't get it. It's like sold out on Games Workshop's website. Really? You, you search eBay right now to find these? Crickets everywhere. No. Onla- really? Every, on- every online store is sold out of this box. No one has this. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That is absolutely bananas. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're the, the, the popular choice right now of all the cool kids who are doing this army. Mm. Too bad that the models are just ugly. <laughs> Man, I'm serious. Ugh, I just. Uh, I will say this. Um, what's his name? Um, the Mortark. Catacross. That model's yeah. cool. That model looks neat. really I, cool. I, I don't. I would not want to paint that thing. That seems like a pain. Oh no, yeah, it's a it's a display <laughs> model. It's gorgeous, oh, but yeah, God. it would be such a pain to paint. And then like the bone tied nexus thing. I don't want to paint that thing either. Oh yeah, I know. What a hassle. Yeah, no kidding, huh? I, I, I would be spray painting that thing and well, then washing I mean, it. Getting and dry the bones, you could you done. could yeah. It, yeah, that 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 actually isn't too hard to paint. Yeah. You know, you paint all the stone and you paint all the bones and that's yeah, it's, it's, you, you could probably paint that thing in like an hour yeah. <laughs> if you really wanted exactly. to. Dude, think about it. I paint the stone gray, I paint the yeah. skull's bone, yeah. and then I come back. In fact, honestly, you could probably with all the texture on even the stone, you could probably contrast it. I would so I would do contrast I, that stone stuff and then the skeleton skulls in it, it's like I'm <laughs> done. I would spray paint it Zandri dust. And okay. then give it a couple of washes with different, you know, like, and then dry, and then just dry brush it, like the stone one dry one dry brush, and then the right. skull's a different dry brush, and yeah. just get get it done. done. Speed done. All right. Now, what so else we other got? unity like unit stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the uh, Morgas, the two Morgas units. Yes. And the so two these more guest units. These were the stuff that came in and during Eighth Edition at the end yeah. of uh, at yeah. the end of Fantasy. They came in and like during the end times, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end and of they that, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people use them, but they made it into this army. They're cool models. I have some of them. And okay. They used to have the different. It was just different weapon kits. Now, depending on how you kit it out, it's actually a different model because that's yeah, always so an got, easy way to go. So they got the Morgas Archai and the Morgas Harbingers. They're um, t- yeah. they're a they're two models yeah. in the unit and it's two forty. Now they are six wounds a piece with a four up save, but mm-hmm. dang. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they've still so got the, those big weapons though, those spirit halberds. They're another three attacks, threes by threes, two rend, three damage. Yeah, they have the same weapons actually, these two units. Oh, wait a minute. So then what's yeah. the difference? It must so, be oh, the one guy has is wearing a lot more armor, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they, I mean, they both have the same saves, wounds, bravery, move, all that then stuff. What's it's just, the it's just, it's just, it's just their abilities. Okay. Um, well, they both have heralds of the accursed one, so they turn off uh, commands with the enemy units within three inches of them. Cannot receive commands. Unmodified charge rolls of eight plus. You get strike first on both of they them. They both have that. Uh, okay, so here's the only difference between these yeah. two units: is yeah. the Morgast Archai. They have a five up ward. If they're within a foot of a hero, so they got hero bubbles in this. 
Yeah. Uh, if you're a harbinger, during deployment, you can set yourself off on the side at the end of the movement phase, set it up on the battlefield anywhere more than nine inches from enemy units. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so they can issue commands to themselves. Can they? Which is, which is sweet, yep, because they're elite. Oh, okay. Which is cool. Wait, where does so, it say that they're elite? So what elite? they can do... Where are they... Oh, right, elite models can... Okay, there it is. I, I just missed that. I was like, where... I didn't see it, but that's because... Yeah, okay. Yeah, so... um, so, so they can give themselves all these cool OCR commands, including, you know, when they drop down from nine, they can, you know, issue themselves a reroll charge or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, so many good things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, these are... I mean, okay... If you want to play elite, I mean, it's two models. It's 12 wounds. Yeah. You know? And uh, like I said, being able to set up wherever you want is uh, is really, it's really good. Yeah. I guess we should note that the the mark, these two units can be battle line if your army has Nagash or Arkan. Oh, okay. And they doesn't. They don't have to be the general either. They just have to be in. Well, the they army. are the general. It's in their rules. They're just even if you don't make them the general, they well, yeah, they are right. the general. So right. Well, they're a general. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay. Are, uh, yeah. Are, they're both war master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they're battle line. If you've got Nagashir, uh Arkan, which is that, cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then the Immortus Guard and Necropolis Stalkers are battle line. If your general's a Mortisan. Okay. So that's what... Which yeah. is any one of the wizards. Yep. Okay. So there's a lot of choices here. There is, actually. It has quite, has quite, a, um, quite a few choices. Fire Slayers players would kill to have this many choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, let's talk about their catapult. Yes. Um, this the model... This crawl. model... I don't hate if if you don't if you if you don't have the the guys who are actually working it on the model. <laughs> you know, I've never seen one of these in real life. Really, I've never. Twelve wounds with a four up save. Um, I don't even know how big it is. It looks pretty massive in the picture. Yeah, I mean, it's a catapult. It's not a small catapult. I've seen one. It, I don't remember exactly how huge it is, but it's yeah. it's pretty big. See, I now, have the um, I have one of the old. Uh, Skull throwers from the tomb. Games. Right. <laughs> I was thinking, can I just proxy that for a Mortec crawler? <laughs> now it's a possibility when you attack with this thing that you can give your opponent strike last. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, you basically if uh, any enemy unit you target with this on yeah. a five up, they get strike last. It's a three up if that's the only unit you target. If you put all your attacks onto it, the attacks are interesting because it is a catapult, so it has a minimum range. Yeah, 6 to 18, and 6 to 24, 6 to 36. Yeah. The farther away you go, the less attacks you get, but the better chance to hit and wound. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's, uh, you can do the short range, 6 to 18 inches, yep. 2d6 attacks, 3s by 3s, no rend, 2 damage. Okay? Ouch. Yeah. If Nasty. you want to, yeah, if you, but up, now you can still do one of the other ones because they work at 6 inches as well. Mm-hmm. But the next one, Actually goes up to twenty four inches, but only four attacks, and yeah. this one has rend. Yeah, and then the long one, the one that reaches all the way across the board, three feet, one attack, but it's twos by threes, two rend, d three plus three damage, so four yeah. to six damage, two rend on the attack. Plus, there's things to give that an extra attack. Plus, half the stuff in this army makes you plus one to wound. 
Yeah. So it's, if it's you 200, know, 200 points. Yeah, that's probably why you don't see it. Nothing in this army is cheap, and right. it's just such a weird little... And it's artillery, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a war machine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's artillery. So you can have two. Yeah. And then you get... No, the, you can have max three, sorry. Well, you have three. Then you have the Gothazar Harvester. Poor Gothazar Harvester. Wah, wah. Yeah, well, they, they, made this, they made this model not stupid anymore. Well, they... It's the one that's in the book, the original yep. Gothazar in the Harvester in this. This book I'm looking at is uh is way better than the one they just they made it into with the last update. <laughs> My oh, God. okay. So okay. So do you have the update in front of you? I do. Let me pull it up here. Poor thing. Okay, so. They changed it. So here's how it, should we say what it used to do? Yeah. So, so Bone Harvest, what it used to do was roll a dice each time a slain model within six inches of this unit is removed from play. The slain models within range of more than one friendly unit with this ability, you must pick which unit will use this ability. On a four-up, you can pick one friendly Osteoch Bone Reapers unit within six inches of this unit. If had wounds characters of four or less, you can heal a wound allocated to you. You picked five or more Three wounds. No wounds have been allocated. You can bring guys back. Now, this is a slain model. So anything, friend, foe, comet phase, shooting phase, hero phase, anytime, <laughs> roll a die, get guys back. Awesome. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. People are dying. Bones are, people, bodies are laying around. This thing scoops them up, chucks them in the back, makes a new guy, right? right. So, well, and all all that for the price of 210 points. That's not bad. Nope. So, but they decided to change it. I don't know why. I don't think it was that heinous, honestly. Um, now, at the end of the... This is the new one. At the end of the combat phase... So now they just... Comp- they changed it. Now it's only the combat phase. You can pick one friendly Osiric Bone Reavers unit that's within six inches of this unit and had models slain in that phase. Okay, Now they just changed it so that it's only Osiric Bone Reapers units within six inches instead of everyone. You do so, roll a die for each model slain four well, that, plus. That's fine. Is it? Yeah, I mean, I- it's... It, it- <laughs> Okay, the fact that you could be putting models back and healing wounds and all that stuff, I mean, so they made it, you, you can't do it as much, probably because they're going to have people with three of these on the table. Mm-hmm. But you know, only one could affect, you know, each time it's, you have to pick one to have that ability. I don't know, dude, for 210 points. I mean, I, I, I feel it's... it's uh, that I mean, at least you know this isn't going to be as. It's, I I just feel like it got cut because the other way it could be kind of abused. I don't know. I mean, I, so like there there was there's an interaction between this thing. Well, and part of it is, do you want this thing get? Do you want this thing right up there in combat, grabbing all those other things? Or do you want it sort of behind the combat where it's safe and it's constantly replenishing? Well, I mean, you. It's a. I mean, it's got a pretty good profile. Yep. It has a shooting attack. Hmm. Um, then it's got, you can pick, you know, it's got six attacks, threes, threes, ren two, two damage. It's a good fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying three, it wasn't, it, I'm not so saying it's it, going to be up there. I'm so, not saying it's not yeah. as good. I'm saying if they changed it 
uh, that relatively soon. I'm guessing that it was it, it, it was something I don't that know. yeah, it barely had a chance to like do to like shine, and they just completely decapitated this thing. <laughs> like, I would see. I think you're exaggerating. And, it's, oh it, man. Okay, you know, but well, see, they, they mean it used to work in every phase. You're also the guy who says one rend is no rend. So I mean, <laughs> it did. Okay, but, it did work in every phase. Now it only when does it when does it work now again? The combat phase, the end of the combat phase. Okay, so you don't get it for shooting and stuff no. like that. Well, I mean, eh. too bad. Get an army without stupid looking models. <laughs> And no sympathy for anybody who was playing an army that I didn't pe- that I don't play. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I mean, for, I mean, I I would be okay if they did that, and then they dropped the points to like one sixty. Was the did the points stay the same? Yeah. Now they want you to pay two hundred ten points for this thing that they just totally kneecapped it, 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 for it's, no it's, reason. It's, it's been kneecapped only if. There's a ton you, that you're 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 getting slaughtered during the sh- during the shooting phase because I mean during the combat phase is when most of the models are going to be killed around it. You know what but, I'm saying? But, they, but now it only actually it only works on your unit. Yeah, like before it worked on everyone. Yeah, I mean it, it, I'm not saying it wasn't really nerfed. I'm I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm finding it hard to feel bad. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't <laughs> play against them that often, and it's, yeah. it's like, yes, it's worse. It's absolutely worse, but I can't see them coming in and taking something. I mean, I'm, I'm certain they could, but taking mm-hmm. something that's not an issue, and yeah. I mean, this could be something. I mean, it, was it changed fast? Yeah. Usually when it's yeah. changed fast like that, my guess would be it was something that they got back from playtesters and stuff, and the, <laughs> the book was already in print. Yeah. So once well, they no, got some I, feedback, yeah. they're like, "Oh, well, uh, okay, so that, that that's that's broken, right?" It doesn't. I so. mean, but then they left that goofy uh, mirror kindin thing where you can just basically just stun a unit. Like, think you can't fight. Too bad. So sad. Yeah, he's they pretty left cool. That, they left that in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, how many okay. people are playing that though? Like I said, that, a, that's a my question. Will, I think a lot will now. You well, can't yeah. buy that guy either. Oh, he's he's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but so see, there was that's like it. a there's like, like a, our there units was, though. Yeah, that's so there it. was a, yeah. So there was like a deal with like the crematorians were actually people were actually playing it mm-hmm. with the Gothazar harvesters, you know, because the crematorians blow up, right? And then the Gothazar harvester brings them back to life. Fantastic. That works. And you got to do it a lot. Now you get to do it a little less. Now you get to do it a, a third less. Maybe not a third less. Half uh, as half as often. I mean, like I said, I'd probably be mad too. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't played enough against this to know that. Yes, yes, that is not as good. I, I, I mean, I have eyeballs, right? Right. Yeah. It's not as good. Uh, was it? Really good before was it? I, is it so much? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it, <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm having I, trouble. But you're like, oh, yeah. it's so much worse. Yeah, but how how much worse? Like, where is, so. is this thing in the combat? Uh, you know, is it in the thick of things? Is is not counting those other models that big of a cutback? I mean, who knows? I don't know. I think it's a lot worse. I think it's a it's bad enough. I will defer if, to if you. you if you if you were playing with it and mm-hmm. you were having fun with it, like this thing's awesome, and then they fact it like this, you're like, well. 
I guess I got 210 points to spend on something else. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you never yeah, you're, know. You're, it might still be good. I mean... I mean, it, it's obviously not as good, but that doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, well, I would assume the next thing that happens is that, you know, the next round of FAQs comes out and the War Scroll, you know, because they'll do that, right? The the new War Scroll will come out. Yeah, and, sometimes. And they'll drop the points to this thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And the right. spells? And the spells? Yeah, let's talk about them. Now, they, they're, some of them are kind of cool. Well, yeah, one's way better than the others. <laughs> Which is your favorite one? So Soul Stealer Carrion is amazing. That's pretty cool. Uh, what I like about it, cast on the six, and you set it up anywhere on the battlefield um, that's visible and more than an inch from other stuff. Mm-hmm. An inch. Um, it's it's bonded. Oh, these are all bonded, by the way, yeah, which means yeah. that whole thing about picking who gets the spells, you know, or yeah. who gets to control them. Mm-hmm. You, nobody but the nobody but the Bone Reapers can the guy who's cast yeah. it can control and it, and he can't cast another one, which is important. Right. Um, right. Could you do that before? Could you cast more than one endless spell? Like sure. you cast one in a turn, you can cast not, another not one. In in the, yeah, yeah, you could. Okay. Um, this is cool, though. You're not wrong. If uh, Models with a wound characteristic of one or two within six inches of this spell cannot contest objectives. Yeah. So you bring this thing in and drop him down on an objective before they're, you know, as long as they're more than an inch. If you can drop it in the middle of the objective, mm-hmm. you base, yeah, basically you, you need a anywhere. model in there. Yeah. You can put it anywhere. Well, if a lot of the objectives have like a six-inch bubble, right? So if you drop it right yeah. in the middle... Yeah. You need one guy there with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yep, because yeah. you can't get Now you bring in something with more wounds, yeah, but still. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, it's only cast on a six, so it's relatively easy to get rid of. Oh, yeah. But They're all cheap, it, though. The other two cast on a five. Yeah. Um. So the Nightmare how big Predator. Is how big is it? How big is it? Do you know? I don't know. I've never, I've never seen any of these actually on the table. I, I've, I've seen so few. I've seen the Nexus, and it's enormous. Is it really? The Nexus is big. It's like a tower. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a, hmm. big, it's a big old tower. It's a big model. I remember seeing it, and I was like, dang. Yeah. Because um, you know you can't. Well, you know, I, don't, I don't remember, but I'm assuming you probably can't buy these either. I don't know. Uh, Nightmare Predator, you cannot be garrisoned to cast it. Uh, it is yeah. bonded. Um, and this one, it's, it's, it seems like a lot of rolling. Mm-hmm. After it moves, it can move eight inches. Roll a die for any uh, for each unit that it, any models passed over. On two up, they take D3 mortals. Yeah. Then you can pick one unit within an inch of it when it stops, you know, and roll a die on a two to five. That unit takes D3 mortals. On a six, it takes D6 mortals. So you passed over, you you, you might have passed over the one that you stopped an inch away from, and it's right. that one, that, that unit's going to get two rolls on it. Mm-hmm. This is another, this whole army, it's all I'm going to hand out an extra D3 wounds. Yeah. Like, all the time I'm handing out D3 wounds, and then I'm healing up D3 wounds. Yeah. And that adds up. Oh, for sure. That adds up when I'm knocking a, I'm knocking two extra wounds off you constantly while putting a couple of wounds back on myself. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that that tips things if if it's happening. So I mean, it's just yeah. another thing. Uh, the bone tithe shrieker. 
Yeah. Uh, this one casts on a 5, 12 inches. It's also bonded, so you can keep it. Uh, you can't get rally or inspiring presence within 12 inches of this spell. Yeah, and it's uh, subtract one from ward rolls for and, yeah. the foot of this spell. Yeah, and minus one to ward rolls. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. No, no rally, no inspiring presence, minus one to your ward saves. Yeah. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. So if you got a six-up death save, minus one to your ward saves, I mean, it just took it away, right? I don't think so. Or do sixes always I hit? Think, I think sixes always succeed. Okay. Yeah. And then did we discuss what you can do with the Nexus? Because this is our last thing. We, we have not. This is the faction terrain. Yeah. This is really like, cool. I think it's massive. Yeah, it's pretty big. Now you do set up. Uh, it look for it's, it's in one of the pictures in here. You can see it just sitting in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the army. It's like wow, this is dumb. It's massive. Uh huh. Um, okay, so it's got all the regular faction terrain setup rules and all that stuff. It is yeah. impassable. You can't be on it. Even if you can fly, you can't land on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your hero phase, you choose uh, to deliver a punishment. Yeah. Okay. There are uh, okay. Pick there are four. Yeah. Pick an enemy unit within eighteen inches. Um, roll a die. Add one to if the roll if any models were slain within twelve inches of the terrain on a four up. Subtract one for hit rolls yeah. made by that unit for your next phase. So the roll. So minus one to hit. Uh, the D three mortal wounds. Yeah. Minus one to cast or chant. Yep. Or minus three from charge rolls. <laughs> yeah. So you pick a unit in range, and the most it's all eighteen inches. Right. And you could minus one their hit, minus one, or take D three mortals, minus one to cast, or plus three, or minus three to charge from their. Where do you, me- where do you measure from? Just the the nearest part of it. Yes. Right? Nearest and part of the model. Is, and this and this thing is huge. It's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen a pic? Did, like, did you see the picture of it with, with yeah. it? Yeah, with it next to the other things. It's like, oh, that thing's ridiculously large. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see what page the picture's on. Because yeah, you don't see it in the big army setups for some reason. Because maybe they're trying not to scare you. <laughs> I'm just looking. Yeah, look at the the bone tithe nexus. It's on page 59. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, and that thing's right yeah. in the middle there, and, and the towers over those guys. Yeah, this I this I have seen on a battlefield, and it is massive. Well, yeah, and then everyone's going to play. I mean, because it's a free piece of faction terrain, right? But it does all these nice little things, and because of the size with that eighteen-inch range, if you can plop it anywhere near the middle of the board, you're just yeah. divvying out punishments. Right. And once again, okay, so I gave you a minus one to hit, and I'm giving myself a bonus to this because I've got all these little command points, and mm-hmm. it's just there's so much little messing with the game here that you can yeah. do like you're pretty confident what you have except that i'm constantly taking things away from you yeah so i think this army is going to be extremely it already is extremely popular is it oh yeah people are picking this army up like crazy right now i'd like to it's a good army it's got yeah. cool stuff i'd really like to yeah, the Vanguard set that uh, you know, kind of the start collecting uh-huh. Vanguard comes comes with oh, looks like twenty more tech guard. Okay. So, yep. Agatha is our harvester. Okay. Five Death Riders, and the uh, 
unfortunately, it comes with the the guy with the scythe, the Mortis and Soul Reaper as oh, okay. the character. Oh, that kind of stinks. Yeah, well, you'll just get a new one anyway because what are you going to do? You don't want the guy that's in the it's in the 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 bathtub sarcophagus. Well, so. he's he's. No, you don't want Vok Morty. Huh? He, yeah, he's good. Though, oh, he, but God, he is he, awesome. He, he is awesome. Awesome, but <laughs> his yeah. model displays. Uh, and I look, like and guys, I'm not trying to be negative. If you love these models, God bless yeah. you. If you have this army and you're like, quit saying it, White Tech. I'm tired of hearing it. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it. But if you love your army, great. Like, I don't want to offend anybody. I, I just I actually don't mind these models. I think they're kind of cool because they're. Their faces the are ridiculous. I look. I get. I get why they look like this. Like I. I got the. I got yeah. the explanation. All right. They've yeah. been crafted yeah. into these things. I just don't think it was pulled off. I just. I think they look. Ugh. I don't. It, they're just so odd. Yeah. There's something about it that just irritates the bejesus out of me. <laughs> so, I made a list. Okay. This. This, this was pre. Gothazar Harvester nerf. Okay. So So you had three Gothazar Harvesters? I, well, I had Ark in the Black. Uh-huh. Mortisan Ossifector. Uh-huh. My general. Mortisan Bone Shaper. Uh-huh. Arch Cavalos Xantos. Uh-huh. Five what, Death Riders. What faction is this? This is, uh, I think this is, I think I did, I think I did Petrofex. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, I did, but I don't. I wasn't, yeah, because I have the Gothazars in there. Uh, Arch Cavalos Xantos, five Death Riders, two units of 20 Mortec Guard, and two Gothazar Harvesters and the Bone Tithe Nexus. That was 2,000. There you go. I was kind of going for kind of tanky, kind of move up, take yep. the objectives, have Arkan swanning around, mm-hmm. healing everything, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that works. Yeah. But now I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you might not want to. Plus that that uh, I need mean, four hundred and twenty points for those guys now. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean I don't know. Most of the lists I've seen, they all start with catacrops. Uh, and 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 they probably should, because he's really yeah. good. Yeah. Catacros and Arkan are basically in everyone's list. It's just boop boop. This is your starter. Two guys. Here See, you go. That's that's kind of my beef right now with this army, though. Is it's got it, it's got too many one pluses in it. I feel yeah, like it does. It does. It's like you know, yeah. Uh, it, if everybody's willing to spend over half their points on a couple of characters for their mm-hmm. army, you know, because Catacros and and Archon they come to what over like about seven hundred, right? Something like that. Oh, uh, let's see. Catacross is yeah four forty okay. Arcane is three seventy okay. So eight hundred and ten points for just yeah. those two, and you're going to need other characters probably. Mm. Yeah, you'll need at least one more. Yeah, you'll need a general. You need a general. You'll so, just take the Oss effector. Right. So and he's not that much. So but you're you're dropping about a thousand points on these three models. Yeah. You know, and if everybody's doing that, like you're willing yeah. to spend half your army, because because the, the, literally the rest of your army mm-hmm. is just Mortec Guard. Yeah. Or, oh, you're going that route with Mortec Guard, or you're going all Stalkers. Which I see, and that God, that feels a little boring to me. 
Yeah, I mean that's what that's what that's what this is. It's like you go tanky with Mortec Guard, you take tons of them, or you go all killy mm-hmm. and you take stalkers, or you go all you know you go the other way and you go the uh, the guard, you know the Amortis Guard. Yeah, I mean those are basically the lists that I've been seeing around. That's it. I know, and all the lists are kind of the same. Yeah, see that that I don't like. For all the stuff mm-hmm. I love about this army, when you see everybody's taking the same list, mm-hmm. that I I I feel that doesn't speak well to your book. Yeah, if everybody's I, got I, I the do, same I, list, then you're yeah. then you either don't have enough units, mm-hmm. or the units you do have are so drastically, you know, uh, yeah, different in in terms of quality. Right. That I think that's what this army suffers from. Is there's a lot of different units in here it's just that you're just not going to use most of them yeah because they're because there's other things that are just clearly better see and there's and there it is yeah there's like two ways to play this and they that's took one, they, well there was more than two there was there was a legit build like the one i had with the with goth as our harvesters that was a legit build i think would have been fun and kind of cool and but they just kind of just totally just nuked that with the FAQ like for no reason. Probably I'm honestly I have a feeling that everybody was doing that and that, that I, I, it, it got, wasn't that that wasn't my take on it. Like hmm. most people the list I was seeing like maybe they had one because they were kind of cool, they did some cool stuff, but everything else is pretty much there's like there's a reason why you can't find like the stalkers mm-hmm. the mortis guard kit. You can't find Catacros right now. You can't get mere Kynan's Reapers. You just, you can't yeah, buy see, a bone type Nexus right now. Everything is sold out. Well, I mean that speaks well to the army. I guess I oh, don't. Yeah. I, you know, to the to the popularity of it. I yeah, just yes. it feels like I said. I love this army, except I don't like how the models look. But I'm looking mm-hmm. at the rules; they're all great. And then I get into the meat of it, and I I yeah. agree with you. I'm writing. I'm trying to write lists, and it's like mm-hmm. I'm either purposely staying away from the big characters to do something different. Which That's kind of what I did. I just like, I'm not yeah. taking Catacross. I'm just not going to do it. But then you're, you're literally <laughs> yeah. handicapping yourself because <laughs> yeah. everybody else is taking it because it yeah. does so well. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to just take that, you know? Yeah. So I think, well, I think, well, so what will happen is, is people will bring that list. They'll do well. And then the community will adjust to it. And that's of always course. what happens. That's what always of what course, happens, the meta know? will like, change. They'll figure out know, some way to counter it if it gets too popular. Yeah, it's People like, oh, bring it's What do we have to do to beat Catacross? And the answer is, you you got to get him in combat because he's not as good when he's in combat. Yeah, but for like I said, for me, it's just uh, it it comes down to too many one pluses. Too many, mm-hmm. you know. When I hear that everybody's taking the same list, my mind instantly goes back to, um. <sighs> chaos, chaos yeah, like, demons, yeah, demons, uh, dark elves, dark yeah, elves, dark and elves, right? and vampire yeah. counts. Those, yeah, demons, dark elves, vampire counts. Everybody like had the, the same list. Like if someone said they had dark elves, you knew exactly what you were going to fight. Yeah, yeah, that was like seventh edition. Right? Yeah, and the seventh yeah. and the eighth, and it was just it was yeah. awful. Yeah, it remember wasn't eighth edition? Remember eighth? Remember eighth edition right before the end times? Yes, that was the sweet spot, I think for. 
to some to some degree. That was I, I did have a lot of fun with it because it yeah. could get swingy and stuff. Uh-huh. But the changes to the rules that r- basically had me having at least 150 models on the table for most of my <laughs> right. armies. Yeah. I mean, it, it became it became cumbersome. But it did. boy, was I it mean, fun! The, the game was in a great spot. I think it was right fun. There. Yeah, but you're but there was a reason why the game was basically not doing well. Yeah, because the the entry point to the game was so high yeah the learning I mean, curve the learning the, curve was so steep for i mean i players. thought it was like 10 witch elves for like 50 60 bucks i think they still are now but you used to take you had to have units of 50 yeah you had to have huge and units yeah i was like wait yeah. i need a unit of 50 to, to do yeah. well that's, at least that's 300 dollars yeah, yeah. at least 30 yeah but if you got if you if you went 10 wide yeah you wanted to have five rows. You yeah. you don't want to have less than five rows because you got those you got those extra points when you figured out combat resolution. Oh yeah, yeah. So you had fifty. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's like uh I, I had two units of forty marauders in my chaos army. <laughs> I had three units of thirty zombies. Yeah, and you used and, to have, and you'd get to a hundred easy. Oh, so easily. Over two hundred. If if 200. if my spells went off, yeah, there were times I had two hundred and ten models of <laughs> of zombies with me. Yeah, and yeah. there were times like if you came over to the table by like turn three, yeah, if I didn't have too many zombies left on the table, I was probably lost. Yeah, but if you looked over and those three units became five units and two are small mm-hmm. and the and the and the the, the the units of fifty or thirty that I started with are like fifty a piece now. Right. It's like oh that's yeah, that was <laughs> it, oh, God I had so much yeah, fun. I, playing I, with that. I, I get it. Like the whole like I think we've had this discussion before. I get it. You know why Eighth Edition had to you know had to evolve. Yeah. I'm not gonna say end. I'm gonna say evolve. Um, yeah. It had it had to evolve just to. To keep up with the current state of miniature wargaming in general. Yep. It wasn't dynamic enough. The learning curve was too steep. And it just looked clunky on the on the table, you know. Mm-hmm. And you've got other games like 40K, which is the same company. And then you had, you know, these other these other skirmish games out at the same time. And, and those looked, like, way cooler. You know, it's like, yeah, you can see it. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so no, I, mean, I the totally other, get it. I, like I said, I I feel like this is a good army. I just it's yeah. it's not. I mean, there are other options. To yeah, play. you you could play the Cav army. You could have a whole sure. Army you could have all army of Cavs. I'm just. Uh, Would it be? I don't know. Is it any good? Maybe it doesn't. They don't seem hit like that it. hard. They 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 don't. They hit like more tech guard, which is great. If they, I mean, they're fast. They move around. You get impact mm-hmm. hits. If if you want to just play it that way, plus maybe you just like Kev, or maybe you just want to play. I mean, if you take Archon because he can move, and you take mm-hmm. uh, Liege Cavalos and regular yep. Cavalos, uh, yep. that's three characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about may- seven. Yeah. That's about seven hundred points, I think. Maybe a little, maybe closer to eight. Yeah, but and then, then you take, at, the, then you take uh, the flying dudes, the archives, and the harbingers. Or you just take all cav, like you said, and then yeah. it's one hundred and seventy points for five, and you get one seventy. That's three forty. That's six eighty. So you'll have twenty of them for six eighty. You could probably get like thirty of them on the table. That would be kind of sweet, actually. Yeah, it would look awesome. It would look cool. I don't know how good it would do, but it would, it look would cool. and they would move. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. that, they would yeah. be all over the table, and yeah. you know, if you're if you're good with that, I mean, you could really you could throw yeah. an opponent off with that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Is that it? Are we at it? I think we're at it. So yeah, I think so. I think we are. 
We, I like this army a lot. I just, I wish it was. I a want more... to love this army. Mm. I like this army. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's cool. I think there's a few things that I feel like, you know, once again, I don't like too many one pluses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've already talked about, about my beef with the models to ad nauseum, <laughs> so we won't talk about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why either. I don't know why this army, I have every other death army. Uh, yeah. I love playing death armies. I would love to play this death army, but I saw this and I was just like, oh, oh, mm, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. I just know what I like. Yeah. So are you, uh, are we, uh, are we, are oh. we ending it up here? Are we wrapping up? Yeah. Um, what's our, we're we going to talk about what's next. Uh, I'm not certain what's next. It's either going to be, I think it's Soul Blight Grave Lords. Okay. I think that's next. And then, yeah, and then put that because the book is out. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, well, I mean, all the books are out right now. Though. I don't think there's anything that that's pending. Uh, Flesh Eater Courts is, is that the only one they haven't done yet? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's got to come out soon, I guess. I mean, is that the only? Is that the only faction they haven't made a new book for yet? No, cities, of course. Right. But um, yeah, so you know, I think, and I think after Grave Lords, hopefully, will be Seraphon. Yeah. So that's that's our plan for the next bit, folks. Is it, is it- Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, what were you that book's, that book that book's not actually out yet, correct? It's the just Seraphon the, the, book. It's just, just the pre-release book is out. Well, yeah, but the book is out. I mean, the box yeah, but, set is out. You, if you want you it, you can just, get it. You can't, you can't just, just you can't just go buy the book. Don't just buy the book. Buy the deluxe edition with all the new models. You want all the new <laughs> models anyway. Like we're seriously. Not, we're not all Rockefeller here, Dave. Oh, give me. If you're playing this hobby, I don't want to hear about <laughs> all that box set. Give me a break. <laughs> oh my gosh. Come on. Every time they drop one of these boxes, they're 200 bones. And I, I mean, you know, 40K box set, the Leviathan thing is going to be expensive. Dominion it's, was a two something. The Warcry yeah. and the Kill Team boxes are up at the high ones. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know. I would buy, but yeah, I want to talk about that because I am loving what's in the Seraphon book. So we'll mm-hmm. definitely talk about. It. I know, of course, I love Soul Black Grave Lords because they're a death army that looks cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's wrap this up, folks. Uh, before we go, we should definitely thank uh, thank our sponsors one last time: Castle Rock Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Garagnard Games. And also want to thank our uh, Patreon sponsors, all of you, past, present, and future, and especially. Associate producers Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, George Stradone, and our executive producer Scotty Milne. Thank you all for being part of the 1% that make this episode and every episode of Garage Hammer possible. So, Chris, um, I will talk to you, and uh, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow, but um, Mm -hmm. we'll get back and we'll be recording this next one up next week so that way I can put it out uh, because I will be traveling when the episode is due out. So I should have my laptop, so I should be able to release it uh, before I have to hit the road. But we'll get that recorded and ready for a release on uh, June 10th. So, All right, cool. Folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. Oh, my God, this is messed up. You, I, I even signaled. I know, but I All right, just say it. Say weird. it. Okay. 
Four, six, four. I got it. You got one job. God dang it. <laughs> All right, folks. Bye. See ya.